Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, living real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by the party man himself, Justin Richardson. And our guest today is the one and only Mike Padilla. J-Dub, how you doing, my man? Good, how you doing? What's up? Hey, man, doing good. Excited for today, man. It's going to be a good one. Me too, yo. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you can find all our content and all our stuff on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can have us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and join us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working P Pod. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, then email us at workperspectives at gmail.com. And for the love of God, please, please subscribe and please, please get my wife off my ass about doing this show. And all you have to do is click a button. All right, this is the Working Perspectives Podcast. Let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective to be effective. By voice in societies, working perspective, exploring your day and how you get paid, launching a new episode every Tuesday. Your day can transform while we inform with new episodes available on every platform. So check out our vibe and how we get live. All right, so Jalen Dub. Today we got we got a special one. It's rare we get an athlete of such high caliber on the show, but we have a superstar in our midst today, my man. Yeah. It is. Oh yeah, dude. It's a like there. You know, when you become a professional at anything, right? It means like it didn't happen overnight. You know, like I didn't become the world's third best podcaster in the blink of an eye. You know what I'm saying? It takes time and dedication, you know, and I didn't win this show just to not be the third best podcaster. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when we have an, <laughs> like when we have someone who's dedicated that much time to something and like who's really committed to a craft and you want to I want to get the story behind it. But I also want to see like how it's affected and changed their life. And in this case, it was instrumental to creating the person we have on the show today. Yeah, this is exciting. I'm I'm excited about the fight life. It's an interesting. Uh, yeah. it's a it's a hard road traveled. Amen, brother. Amen. Mike would sometimes <laughs> we'll we'll get into it on the show, but and I and I'm uh, guilty of it myself. But, but there's times in the the fight life is hard as enough as it is. But there's times when it's even harder when you show up to a weigh in and you're overweight. It is so, <laughs> dude. I'll tell you, there is nothing fucking worse than thinking you're on like dead on and you come in and it's like a pound or a half a pound and you're like you haven't eaten in days you're fucking like dead tired you probably worked the day before oh. yeah that's that'll that'll just rip the hair off your balls if you had any you know what, what like 
your scales off like at home, like, you know, <clears throat> or, you know, you're walking in heavy and you just, you have to, sh- you can't just not show up because you're heavy. A lot of the time. So you could say that the scale's heavy at home, but you're fucking lying. You're lying to yourself <laughs> and you're lying to everybody you know. else. You, you know, you're over, you know, you're like, th- don't get it twisted. There is time. Like our, our coach, Rich, Rich Lada, he would always tell you, try to be like a half pound under because scales are different. They are yeah. right. But it's rare. It's a two pound swing. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> right? Like if the yeah. scale's off by two pounds and everyone's like, well, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? So it's, uh, yeah. But no, uh, Mike is, Mike's a real good dude. And I'll tell you this, when you're like in the trenches and Mike, when I started at Hensler Grace Bay Academy 14 years ago and Mike had already been there for a long time, right? So Mike had been there for a couple of years before I even got there. So when I started there, I would help him out with his fight camps. And like, it was like a team fight camp and me and Big yeah. Pete would jump in on him and stuff. And Mike was there. <laughs> I told this story on the show before, but Mike was there. And I think he might've been the next one up where I was sparring with this guy. Right. And he was a, he's a prison guard, at, a prison guard at Greaterford. Right. His name was Joe. And he was like six, three, like a solid two fit, like 250, 260. And he was training for a heavyweight fight. And this guy was like pretty, pretty freaking jacked. Right. Pretty good. And the first round, like the way they would set it up is there'd be stations. Right. So like in the boxing ring was me. And then there'd be like a station where you have to work off the cage, which would be with like uh, Doug Steiner. Then there'd be like a wrestling station, which would be with Pete. Then there'd be a Brazilian jiu-jitsu station, which would be with Rich. Then there'd be another station, which would be a conditioning one. Then there'd be another station where they had like this 160 pound heavy bag that they had taken down from hanging. And you would have to pick it up, sprint across the gym, slam it, pick it up, sprint across the gym, slam it. Right. And like that for a whole round. And then you would rotate to the next, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. Each one, every, every round. Yeah, correct. So I was the one where I was boxing. So like you would do your, like you would come in, I'd stayed in the ring and they rotated in with me. So like the first round going through, I had sparred with this Joe guy. And I remember I cleaned him with a, with a hook, like a left hook. Right. Like I was like, I was like, damn, that was pretty good. Right. And I know he felt it. Right. So then when he came back around, he fucking remembered that. And he was yeah. it pretty fucking good, right? <laughs> so, dude, I was like, he had me like, because he would pressure because he was a bigger guy and he was tough to move. But I would like, I would like circle him and move him, right? Like I couldn't go yeah. straight at him because he was like, you know, tough to, tough to like, tough to push, right? And like yeah. I, my skill now, like I could do it now, but back then I wasn't at the level I am now, right? Either way, he had me against the ropes and I threw like this big loopy right hand and he went under it. And he hit me with a body shot, bro, bro, <laughs> let me tell you, old Uncle Maddie was not having it, right? Dude, I was, and it's like a couple seconds, I was like, ha, ha, oh boy, all right, time, time, you know? I think, I think, like time. I know <clears throat> Padilla was there, but I don't know, he might have been next, because they're like, all right, someone get Matt out of the ring and go in there, you know what I mean? <laughs> And then, like, you know, I was back in, like, a couple rounds later or whatever it was. Yeah. But I was still, like, fuck on me. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> like, I was still kind of new to the gym. So I wanted to, like, you know, you want to you wanna show your stripes and, and get your shit in. But, you know, it is what it That's... is. It ended up being okay. But uh, so either way, I would know Mike for a number of years. He'd be at the gym. 
he was one of like i'll tell you this like they'll call it like a tough room or like a rough room when you have a lot of high level belt guys in a in a brazilian jiu-jitsu room and they're going live and stuff like that mike was always one of the better ones there right if not the best one he would end up being a full-time instructor at the gym right he'd get his black belt he'd move up the ranks and like i'll tell you this it is not an easy feat to get a black belt it's like and and they make it not easy because like like it takes like years bro years of like going three times a week consistently going consistently improving consistently like like leaving with black eyes and like dude like you're you're stretched to till fucking you know till whatever you know what i mean like they they beat you to hell and they do it like intentionally you know yeah, like, they're not they're, just handing them out correct it yeah. has to hold water right like the belt yeah. has to mean something right so mike would end up getting his black belt in and then saw like the potential because he would do privates and he would run kids classes and he would do different things where like he saw the potential of like, you know, I could grow this and like, you know, I could build a clientele and he eventually ended up opening up his own space. And then we'll have a link for the website and an address of Mike's gym where you can go see it in the link of this episode. So I highly, highly recommend you check it out, especially if you're interested in getting in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, which dude, so I remember here's a thing, right? And we've talked about it on this show. And I remember when we had Amber on the show, Amber Lada, Rich Lada's daughter, we had talked about the possibility, like, you know, because karate, right? If people, t- especially in like the, the fighting world, karate isn't ultra respected. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like, it's not, really? D- d- yeah, you know, like there's not too many Tiger Shulman's guys winning UFC champions. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, and it's what it is. But the thing is because the market got oversaturated with dojos, and like, you know, the Karate Kid and Ninja Turtles and all this shit, right? So it's like, you know, people like, like they thought karate was good, but you know, then wrestling is like, you know, come on, karate, get your shit together, right? But as far as the more Brazilian jiu-jitsu gyms popping up now, I don't think that's the same thing will happen because Brazilian jiu-jitsu, there's no like like you like in karate there'll be times where they just practice the moves and that's fine you have to have your discipline you have to practice your forms and things like that but in brazilian jiu-jitsu you're always getting dirty like you're always like you're always in competition and you're always going to have submission grappling and like you're always going to get into it there's you know like there's a day like karate they're not sparring and and kicking each other you know they don't roll they don't try and choke each other out in karate correct (laughs) That doesn't yeah, happen. Kids, yeah, I, I took no classes as a kid. And the kids who took karate would, would get in a stance and you would just slap them across the face. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> what yeah. Are you doing? I, yeah, the, if, you, if you, I mean, I've, I'm in the strong belief, and I think Mike it will, will agree with me, is that wrestling transcends everything. I think wrestling is number oh. one, right? Yeah. So but- if like, yeah, if I ever saw a karate kid, you know i'm like come on motherfucker yeah but if you, you know? see a kid with with those weird ugly ears oh like the ears you'll mike will show you exactly what those ears yeah, look you, like oh you yeah stay away from those ears my brother was a wrestler i never wrestled but he would come home and just be like this is what i learned today and it was a uh, nightmare i remember i wrestled with your brother for a short yeah, time it wasn't yeah. fun at all no, his and his favorite his favorite wrestler was Dan Severn at the time. And Dan Severn was like a UFC champ known for like he was like a badass wrestler, tough guy. And but yeah, so either way, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu has changed has changed the form of combat so much 
that I feel like it is, you know, if one, it made wrestling cool, right? Because it, it added, you know, that aspect to the UFC and to the fight game and made it like something to be respected and, and revered. And like when we were coming up, if you wrestled, you could go to college, you could go to the Olympics, but there really wasn't a like not WWE, but like you really couldn't get a, a, a pay for it. Right. Yeah, Whereas exactly where now if you wrestle as a kid, well, then you're going like your your end goal could be going to the UFC one day. Right. And wrestling and jujitsu would play a big part in that, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, and I do want to say this. Right. I know I joke about my wife giving me shit for doing the show, which she fucking does. And it's fucking endless. But uh, I do want to say this, right there. OK, so the more we do the show, the more we learn. But I think this is something that everybody knows is that there's something called an algorithm, right? Algorithm, right? And it consists of subscriptions, but also likes. So I know every people a lot. We get we do well with like numbers and views and things like that. And we're past 12,000 views on the cross all platforms. And it's really a lot. But I know and we ask a lot to hit the subscribe button, but if you could also hit the like button, it would just help the algorithm and help the episodes get out to more people. Done. I'm done asking. We'll keep it going. <laughs> so that being said, uh, when we, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again, is that I'm like super excited when I hear people listening, like they, they tell me they listen to the show and they like the show. And I really judge the caliber of the show by the people that listen and like the show and tell me that they're fans of it. So when I was talking to Mike about it and he agreed that he would come on, I was super happy that he did. And I'm super happy to see all his success and so proud of him, man. Cause you know, he's, he, he, uh, when you, when you, you know, take a chance on yourself, man, it takes a lot. You feel like you have to get over a lot of stuff and there's a lot of work and, you know, it takes a lot of courage to go down that road and, and bet on yourself. And I think that's the story of his life. And I'm excited to get into it and I'm excited to have him here and I can't thank him enough for coming on. But Mike, before we get start started, I would just like to ask, have you seen the movie Bohemian Rhapsody? And if yes, what'd you think of that piece of shit movie? Negative. You've not seen it. Never seen it. Don't don't. That's not something I would see. I yeah. watch. Yeah. And, and you know what? And you shouldn't. And you shouldn't. All right. Yeah. So. Is it is it not a musical? I mean, no. it's it's not. It, uh, no, they, they like there is singing in it, but it's not like you know how the musicals they sing like every word. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. yeah, he's yeah, the kind yeah. of guy. If it's not a war movie, they're all musicals. Yeah. To you? Yeah. No, I'm like I'm a, no, I'm a superhero superhero movie. Oh, What's that? A musical? I'm all about the superheroes. Dude. Musical negative. Dude, I'll tell you that's something, and I we'll get into it later. But like you see, I mean, so okay. So like fitness, it, like the fitness genre and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is classified because it's a gym. Like it's part of like the fitness genre. People do it for fitness. Right. Right. But the fitness genre itself is very like trendy. You know what I mean? And that has a lot to do with pop culture. Right. And I've had sure. people come up to me that'll watch a superhero movie or watch like, you know, something like a fighting movie or whatever. And they'll see like, you know, like there's people in those movies doing arm bars and triangle chokes, yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah, umapadas yeah. and like all of that. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, you know, so it just shows like the growth of the popularity of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and things like For that, sure. you know, and like, it's honestly, it, it's I get like, a lot of leads off of Joe Rogan. Oh, dude. What an advocate. I right? like a 25% of my students probably listen to Joe Rogan. 
And they're Dude. like, yeah, let me try jujitsu. Dude, he's a fucking hero amongst men, that guy. <laughs> you know? But he's not, but he's the not wrong. Man. Oh, he's not wrong, yeah, he's though. He's not wrong. No, 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 no. It's the, not like, wrong. it's presented jujitsu, like, one, it's I, in your place, and I think we got this from Rich. There's no, like, you, no fresh meat bullshit. No, like, oh, you come in, like, we're feeding you to the sharks, right? Like, there's no big fish. <laughs> nah. Yeah, there's no big Depends fish. on how your ego is coming. Right, right. If you got to get checked. Sometimes you got to get checked. <laughs> you gotta get checked. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, that yeah, we learned that. Yeah. We learned that. Then you're gone. Too. Then you're going to the mat enforcer. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Sure. That's hey, but it has to happen. But like, I'll tell you what, a lot of like those things go two ways. One, the guy like they're humbled instantly, no matter what, and either they never they, come back. They, they, <laughs> they, uh, like you'll you'll really tell how tough someone is when they get humbled like that if they show up the next day. And I'll tell you, nope. it is it is rare, especially if you got yeah. like how how many times have we seen like some muscle on top of muscle son of a bitch come in and he's like all fucking trying to host people and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. he gets, you know, he gets tapped out like 20 times by like dental bill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout out dental bill. I fucking love you. You're the best. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But dude, it, like funny. there's, that's one of those things too, where, and like, if you like, so Mike has the ears, right and it's a, I, I took care of them pretty good but I, they, they are a little yeah a little yours aren't too. bad though yours aren't yeah, for, yeah, no, for the, yeah. yeah for the amount of time you spend on the mat right yeah, you're I, like, I did a lot of too, too i bad. did a lot of self-training <clears throat> yeah 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 a lot of self-training oh god bless you man yikes dude i remember <laughs> didn't rich do it one time at the gym didn't he drain you uh actually uh uh tom mig tom mig i can't even pronounce his last name but we yeah. call him tom cop he did it he did yeah. mine the first time he popped my cherry yeah yeah it happens <laughs> i wrestled all the years and never got and never got cauliflower ears. as soon as i started Same. doing jujitsu my ears um, blew up it's crazy yeah dude i'll tell you it's a and all, time, all the years all the years i wanted it yeah as soon as i got it, i was like whoa fuck this <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I remember being in high school and like we'd be hanging out and like we'd be rubbing each other's ears because we're like, dude, I want my fucking ears. Like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. but then yep. it goes to show like, be it, careful it, what you wish for. Yeah. It comes from people like, like bashing your ears around. So yeah. like, I didn't really have it. It was like ripping your head out of chokes. Oh. So like your, your ears getting all folded up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, you've like, like no. legit, you've probably like, you'd have to think you've probably spent in a, in a submission hold where someone's trying to strangle you over time accumulated, like you've had to spend like a hundred hours in, in no, like, yeah, especially as a, as a fresh dumb wrestler coming into jujitsu for oh, sure. Bro, bro. I, I will say like, you do have a, like, as far as like fresh, like people just coming into it, wrestlers have a slight one up, but you're also yeah. held back because right away, like, so if you get taken down, you're going right to your stomach where if you do that right. jitsu fucking good night you know what i mean yeah not not only that like as soon like well you have the one up on like the white and probably like the early blue belts but like once you get you get a seasoned blue belt that competes yeah. or a purple belt that's just a monster like yeah. back when i was coming up purple belt was like that was the top belt in, in most schools you know because yeah. jujitsu was still so early you know so yeah. you got a purple belt at your school that guy's whooping the wrestler's ass yeah the wrestlers just put themselves in bad predicaments but once that wrestler uh gets a little more submission savvy and yeah and um learning 
to um, where he can escape and where he can wrestle and where he shouldn't wrestle, yeah. that wrestler becomes a phenomenal jujitsu athlete. Oh, sir, dude, I'll tell you, we had a former guest of the show, friend of the show, Sean Day. He's a Navy SEAL, former Navy SEAL. And he had talked about after he got out of the SEALs, he would join, a, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym. And I think it might have been Cox might have been the wrestler. Oh, gosh. It was a PA guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. like a stud, right? I think like, but either way, he said that guy joined. And at first, he's submitting him and beating him. But then he's like, yep. it, wasn't, it wasn't for long. Because <laughs> once that guy yeah, learned yeah. a couple things, it was trouble. But yeah, no, you're Tables right. Tables turn real quick. Yeah. But it's dude, but it's quick. a big I feel like the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a big respect sport too, right? Like it yeah, is for it's, sure, for it's sure. A, a complete art form. It's an absolute art form, but it's also a lot about respect. Like a lot of the times the best gyms, and I'm from you know, from what I've been told, your gyms like this and Rich's gyms like this, where it's like the best gyms are where the higher experienced guys are teaching the lower experienced guys right like they're like what they're working with them not beating on them. right right and then that just builds everybody so when like you know now you got all these top caliber guys ready to go yeah yeah you're supposed to build your your the upper belts to where you can you know have a good push you know a good role with them you know yeah yeah i'm gonna basically teach them to beat you Okay. That's a man. Uh, what is it? Steel sharpens steel. That whole, that yeah, whole gimmick. Yeah, that's, steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true, man. Your training partners are your tools. I remember Karen used to fucking yell that from the high heavens, you know, like if we were going, well, wasn't on, she yelling? Oh yeah. Or maybe she was just talking. Cause that's just how Karen <laughs> talks. But, but yeah, uh, no, yes. but it's, one of the crazy things too, about Brazilian jujitsu is we brought up this guy, dental bill. So dental bill is a Henzo legend, right? This guy, if you saw this guy on the street, right? And don't get twisted. I fucking love him. I, I love the guy, right? He's, he's hilarious, but he's kind of quiet, but he's, he's just such a goob, you know? Yeah, he's super quirky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's great. He's great. I love him to death, and he's hilarious and all this. But, like, he's, yeah, he's quirky. But if you saw him on the street, you wouldn't think, like, like you would nah. think nothing of him. He would kill but, the average Joe. He would oh, kill the average Joe. He <laughs> would obliterate would them. That's what's cool about jujitsu. Like you don't know who, like all the holds and everything. Like you never know. They could choke you up. I could use your own t-shirt yeah. against you. Oh, Ex- sure. exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. So, all right, well, let's get in this because we got a lot of good shit to get in here. So, like we said, Mike. Oh yeah. So Mike, right now. He's a gym owner. He owns Padilla Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Padilla BJJ. And like we said, a link for the website and all his socials will be in the description of this episode and as well as the address of his gym. So I implore everyone to check it out. Really, really great stuff. And then also he's a plumbing estimator, right? So we're going to get into some of that. But I want to get a little bit of the backstory of Mike because I'll tell you what, it's, uh, you know, We've talked about some people picking themselves up by their bootstraps and getting shit done. And this is, I mean, my hat's off to you, pal. We're going to get into it. So Mike here was born in the Big Apple, the Windy City. Yes, sir. City by the what? bay, the city that no. never sleeps. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was born. Two of those in, are right. Yeah, yeah. He was born in New York City, right? Yes, sir. And you would live in public housing until the age of 13. Is that right? In New York yeah, City? Yeah, 13. Yeah. Yep. Got the summer, whatever the summer going into 
seventh grade. So whatever age that is, 12, 13. Right. We're all we're all listening to, uh, you know, a ghetto superstar on the radio. <laughs> and we all got like I remember I think it was the answers came out that or the questions might have come out that year. And uh, no, I, no. Un- underrated an underrated sneaker in that period. It was the Jerry oh. Stackhouse twos. Phenomenal. Feelers. Okay. I'm more or like Stackhouse. The I feel like that was more like the Grant Hill. Oh, era. the Grant Hill feelers. Ooh. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah game changer. Yeah. Game changer. Yeah, yeah. Right. Feel didn't yeah. have many good shoes, but those uh, those yeah, hills were it. dope, dude. They had. They yeah, had. Uh, Iverson yeah. didn't come till we were in high school. Well, maybe like ninety-seven. Right? I think the yeah, question ninety-six, ninety-seven. How old are uh, you? He was. I'm, I'm thirty-six. Same. Oh, so I, I'm 39. I'll be 39 okay. in January. So, maybe, yeah, so that's okay. why I'm wondering. Yeah, I got yeah. a couple years on. All right. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense now. Okay. I thought we were oh, I thought we were closer than that. Oh, I'm old, bro. Hey, man, old and all, beautiful. Dude, we're all fucking old, brother. <laughs> Not all of us are beautiful, baby. <laughs> but uh, but no, dude, I'll tell you. So speaking of feelers, they had Steph, the Stefan Mobberies, right? They had Grand yeah. Hills and they had Jerry Stackhouses. If you look up the Jerry Stackhouse yeah. feelers, I had them in three different colors, and they were fucking <laughs> flyer than fly. Big, big fan. But yeah, so yes, sir. yeah, big. So shout out Felis. You know, want to sponsor the show? Let me know. But either way, so <laughs> Mike would he would grow up in he. So if you live somewhere till you're 13, right? Like if you're like six when you move. Like when I moved here from California, I was six, six turning seven or seven turning eight. But whatever. Like I had some friends, but I didn't have like my crew. If you're 13, you have your crew, right? Like, oh, yeah, have, for sure. You yeah. have all your boys. You have like, dude, like you're you're doing your thing. Like you have your whole life planned out. And from what you were telling me in New York City, basketball is king, right? Like, yeah, that's that's all we did. I mean, we set up hoops in the hallway. and We were running like full courts in the hallway, with, like mini balls. Like it, yeah. that's all we did was play basketball. At oh. least like the built, you know, it, it kept it kept us busy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kept you a little bit out of a little out of trouble. Yeah, a little bit out of trouble. Yeah, yeah. 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 Dude, basketball. Honestly, I didn't get him. I didn't get in much trouble in New York at that young of age, you yeah. know, because uh, I was so busy playing basketball when we were playing in the winter. Yeah, we didn't care. You know. Yeah, shovel off the court and, our, and like, and we we started at an early age because like, like I remember I was like five years old, uh, walking you know walking to kindergarten by myself in the projects and the pro yeah. the, the, the school i went to like the the school sat right behind the projects i lived in the projects i lived in were like 20 or 30 buildings that were like 20 feet high you know and oh geez. and uh you know the environment was a little a little a little rough but yeah um but some for some reason back then kids were safe to to walk the streets at five years old. But I, I, yeah. remember I had my key around my neck and everything. And so so you meet friends early, like not yeah. just in school, but like going out. You know, I mean, my grandmother probably didn't let me go to the park by myself till I was like ten or something like that. But yeah. you know, we had a, I had all the guys that I grew up in the in the building with. You know, we would just go play ball all day every day. Yeah, I feel like that was like. So, like, that's something that I've never, like, I have, like, the block neighborhood buddies, right? But, like, the, yeah, building, yeah, yeah. Like the building buddies is a thing that I feel like that's, like, an inner city, big city thing. Where it's, like, you're <laughs> yeah. friends with all, like, the boys in your building are, like, the boys that you would know on your block, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure, yeah. for sure. Nice, man. So, okay. I've had my, my first best friend yeah. lived on the same floor as me. Nice. I, my grandmother, I lived with my grandmother because, um, 
uh, like through uh, elementary school because yeah. my father and mother, they had like problem with drugs. So like they couldn't yeah. really do anything with me. They couldn't support me or anything. Yeah. So my grandmother and my aunt took charge. And uh, so my, my friend, um, anytime I would get bullied, my grandmother would put me in a hallway to spar my friend to fight. And I didn't <laughs> want to fight at all. My, my, my buddy would just beat the shit out of me for like 20 uh, years. Shit. So I said, all right, stop. Yeah, it's, but, uh, it's, it's a different breed out there. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, I'll tell you what, that's just good fucking parenting, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like dude, like I remember, like, we would box all the time when I was a kid. Like, my dad boxed. So, like, he, like, he would, like, kind of supervise us, but he'd really just be like, yeah. put these on. He put, like, a little Vaseline on us so we didn't get cut. And he just, like, let <laughs> us eat. Really have no Vaseline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but like I think kids need that. You know, like you need to yeah, get punched yeah, yeah. in the face. Oh, I was terrified. I was terrified to fight. I was terrified. I was getting chased left and right. Yeah. But um, she would just make me just stare that back down, you know. And um Yeah, dude. Ha- um, ha- dude, I'll tell you, that's what molds you. You gotta be able to yeah. Say, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She she's a no-nonsense lady. She's 79 right now and still uh, works a full-time job. She and she's like four foot three she don't put up with nothing <laughs> she don't pull nuts smokes yeah. like two packs of cigarettes a day yeah i told her, i was like listen don't stop working and don't stop smoking because that'll be the day yeah, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah Dude, what <laughs> your body's gonna be like what yeah. what's it what <laughs> what's nuts. what's her name is it like it's like, uh no nah, it's it's like nilda <laughs> nilda nilda katahana do you what do you do you oh, call yeah. her like nona or i just call her grandma yeah i all just right, call her right. grandma yeah. yeah nice man that's awesome hey shout out shout out grandma what a badass did she, was your grandma born here or did she immigrate no nah, she was born in puerto rico and yeah. uh she probably moved here around i don't know her 20s or something like what that what a fucking badass she's fucking smoking heaters and smoking cigs going to work <laughs> making little kids have like little kid cockfights in the middle of the hallway <laughs> 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 what a badass right so like, true. just like it's the chicken so used to do it yeah she got my reason no pussy that's what she used to say to me i'm not raising <laughs> no fucking pussy you better get out there you better get out there and fight oh that's fucking great that's a great like i mean like one you were only you're fighting another kid like your age so it's not like she was putting you out there against a grown man you know like fuck uh, yeah, no, yeah no Dude, that's great. Good for her. That's great parenting, as far as I'm concerned. That's funny. Yeah. Plus, you're a, like you like you're a you're like you're a you're a boy too. Like that has if you're a man, yeah, that's yeah, just something yeah, that yeah. has to happen. You got to yeah. get used to it. Yeah. There was Can't no there was no man there to tell me to show me like a dad or you know or anything. Yeah. So she she took the she took the reins. You know. Hey, dude. I'll tell you. She that's... actually got all my work. I if I would have to to uh, pinpoint where my work ethic comes from, it's definitely yeah. probably from my grandmother. Dude, 100%. Shout out. shout out, man. She's fucking, that's a great 100%. lady, dude. You're a lucky guy. She's been at the same job for probably her, all, her, all her life. All her life. 50-something, 60 years working in a hospital. What? It's crazy. Really? Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Working yeah, we, in the kitchen in a hospital. We Still gotta, hasn't got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> dude, she's probably the cure. Look at, you know what I mean? <laughs> we got to get her ass on Two the show. Two packs of Winston's a day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. bro. Winston's. Dude, Winston's is like, that's the old person's fucking smokes, man. They love some Winston's. 
Bro, you know, the, the sales of Winston's goes down so much every year. There are no new Winston cigarette smokers, but there are less and less Winston cigarette smokers. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, the for ones sure. that are are committed. They're That's true originals, sure. though. Yeah. If you smoke Winston's, you've been smoking them for 40 years plus. Yeah, yeah. You still have your pack from World War II that they were giving out. But nice. All right, so let's keep it moving. So you lived in New York City till you were 13. Then you moved from New York yes, City... Sir. Right, and you transferred to yeah. So my mother, yeah, yeah Quake. You so you left New York Quaker City, Town. went to Quaker Town. So go ahead. How did that happen? So my mother, uh, you know, she would always leave me, you know, telling me she's going to do this and do that, get better, take me back, yeah. you know, throughout the years of me growing up. Yeah, ended up just waiting by the phone most of the time. Yeah, but uh, this time uh, she had found a church in Philly. And uh, she was a born again Christian, yada, yada, yada. And uh, so she said she got her shit together. And, you know, all I ever wanted was my mom. Right. So um, I convinced my aunt and my grandmother to let me go. Um, It it was hard, but a lot of tears. But um, they, 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 they decided to let me go. So they had to go to court, sign me back over to my mom. So we go to Philly. Uh, No, sorry. The the church was in Philly, but we moved to Quakertown, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we I got up and moved from the projects into the suburbs and and it was and like if, if you ever been to Quakertown, this is like the suburbs of suburbs. Yeah. Uh, at oh, least yeah. back then it was too. Let's becoming a little more city like but back then like I was probably one of eight minorities in the whole town uh, in my I school just, probably. <laughs> I was just going to say uh Quakertown <laughs> is known, I mean, it's known for a lot of things, but yeah, I like. Yeah. I, yeah, it's uh, yeah, you were definitely one of the few, I would say there. But I mean, nothing <laughs> against Quaker Town. It's just that's it's not a lie. That's the truth. It's just how it was, right? Yeah, yeah. We all know it. Yeah, yeah. I've mean, been I've been to the Q Mart. It's not very diverse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you ever if you're ever feeling sad about yourself, you just gotta go to the Q Mart. <laughs> you know what life's not so bad <laughs> yeah that'll fucking cheer you up real quick that's, that's a it. whole nother world yeah so yes, all right. sir. yes so, sir so what was it like like you know did you like i feel like when you're in new york like uh like you know like you're just you interact with so many people that you kind of felt like you build like a way to talk to people did you have trouble like making friends when you came down here or was there any issues or what was going on so so I should have said, you know, I did have uh, a visitor to to Quakertown before deciding that I wanted to move to Quakertown. Like oh. I spent the summer, the previous summer down in Quakertown. So I uh, there was a um, another family that lived in front of us in, in a house. Uh, it was like a twin house or whatever. But uh, they had it like a, he was a little older than me, but he actually showed me the ropes around and introduced me to a bunch of kids before I even started school. So oh, nice. I went to school already having friends, you know. And um, and like this is like in New York, this don't happen. But like, you know, in the summer, I moved here in the summer going into seventh grade. So um, he would take me to the pool. And like that was like a big hangout for like all the kids. So like, yeah, right. And he knew a bunch of the younger kids that were my age. He's like, look, this is who you need to talk to, you know, and, and from there, you know, I had a, I had a bunch of friends going into school already. They already knew. What, dude, what a fucking dude. What a good guy. man. Yeah, he looked. Yeah, he looked out. He looked out pretty good. Otherwise, you know, yeah. it might have been. You know, the way, especially the way that I was talking back then, I wasn't talking so 
uh, proper. I, I, I guess back then it was, the abonics were strong in me, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Would you, I mean, it is, I mean, you were a product of your environment back then. It is. Yeah, it for is. sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it didn't take long for me to, for my accent to go away probably a year or two, you know, yeah. before the New York accent actually kicked, kicked, yeah. you know? Yeah. But you're still like, when you're that age, you're more like you want to, you're a fun loving kid. You just want to be accepted. And hang yeah, out. yeah. 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 So, I, do, I do. And at that time, basketball is still life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And if you like, I'll tell you this, like that, I think, I think athleticism does more talking than you could anyways. Like if you're good yeah, at sports, sure. if you're yeah, good and it. you're an yeah. athlete, people like they'll, mm -hmm. they'll naturally migrate to you. And I bet there was probably some kids that were like somewhat imitating you and how you spoke and obviously like, street, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And street and hood culture at that time in the nineties was all mm -hmm. the rave. We'll say uh, Every, yeah, 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 <laughs> everyone yeah. wanted to be Biggie and Tupac. Yeah. And, yeah. Even here. And I would run into a couple, a couple of kids that were like that. I'm like, you guys have no clue. <laughs> you have no clue. It's like, yeah, if you came, if you went to my the projects I grew up and talked like that, looking like the way you were, yeah, uh, yeah, that's not. Where, <laughs> it I wouldn't mean, be a good day. What, like, I was there, like, so, like, I, I'm, like, you know, and this, is I guess, what wiggers is that what we used to call? Yeah, wiggers. Yeah, right? yeah. Wait, like, I wasn't. I mean, to be fair, I wasn't a fan of them either. You know, I, I think <laughs> Justin would agree. I mean, oh, there were some kids who took it so far, so you know, far, like white yeah. kids and like they grew up jerseys? in a. Yeah, <laughs> you'd have white kids in school in a Fubu jersey, like Bro. they, had a, they grew that. up in a thirty thousand square foot house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mom makes four hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, he, yeah, he showed up in like you know the like a fucking Range Rover comes out in yeah. Fubu. Yeah, yeah, you know that was just the time though. You know what I mean? Yes, but sir. uh so okay. What, like, so, okay, but when you were in New York, did you, like, were there any white kids in your building that you would hang out with? Or uh, was no, it predominantly, no. yeah. None. No, I mean, at that time, Spanish Harlem. It's all black and Spanish kids. True. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Know, all black and Spanish kids. Nice. Well, I mean, dude, I'll tell you, it's crazy to think, like. Yeah, I can't recall any white kids in my class, actually, like, at all. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Dude, but you know, I feel yeah. like, and then go to Quaker Town. It's all white kids. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, white yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah it's white. Yeah. It's not only white kids. It's white kids who hunt. It's white kids who dip. Yeah, yeah, they skate. They skateboard. <laughs> we had they had they had kids smoking cigarettes out in Cancer Corner. Like seven, seven. I had grade. I'm like, holy moly. I had one buddy who was from like the hood, hood of Philly, and the one time. I, I was bringing, I brought up a hacky sack and he was like, the fuck <laughs> is a hacky sack? I was like, we stay in a circle. He kicked this little bag to each other. He's like, y'all yep. have a fucking basketball? What's wrong with you? That's <laughs> Same. Like, There's other things. I had a similar best. experience. Yeah. <laughs> hacky I sucked sack? at hacky sacks. Yeah. I got so upset when I, he just explaining him what it was. He was like, what? Yeah. yeah, you're like, why are all these kids wearing Airwalks and Jenko jeans? What yeah. the hell is this? But yeah, yeah. Wait, yes, hey, hey man, it's just you know, I feel like it's just the environment. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So small okay. little town. Yeah. When you came here though, bat like you were still basketball for life. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. But like, I so like the pro, like I never really got to play any organized basketball because. Like, so like, I, I considered myself like good. Like, so when I played with everybody that played organized basketball yeah, and I played with them out on a, like at a playground in the street, like I, I was better than all of them, yeah. but 
they all came up through the AAUs, yeah. and, you know, so like there's a lot of like politics. Nobody, I guess what I'm trying to say is like uh, no coach was willing to take the time and show me and teach me how they already had their like set yeah. five from like yeah. sixth grade. And that was the set five going up to 12th grade. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like no super politics. And that, that yeah. happened all the way up until high school. So like, That's you know, and set it, I think uh, eighth grade, I didn't play any sports in seventh grade, you know, so uh, and then in eighth grade, uh, I decided to wrestle for some reason. I think a friend of mine was wrestling and I wrestled. I did, I did OK. You know, I, I didn't know what I was doing, but like they showed me a couple of moves. I did. all right. Yeah, yeah you're athletic. But, uh, you're and then that was it. Yeah. Then it- freshman year, I didn't I didn't play any sports. So There's no time to play sports that that, that year. Yeah. But, but so. But then, okay. So then, what year did you go out for basketball and get cut? Was that tenth grade? Yeah. So, like, okay. So, backtrack. Okay, going into high school, um, my freshman year, my my stepfather, uh, he he was into drugs a little bit and like always yeah. had relapse problems. And yeah. um, um, so he went one night into the city and he actually got shot at a block. I, I don't, I'm not sure what happened. I think, uh, one of uh, a friend that he knew or whatever pulled him over on a block. He's like, give me a ride to the next spot. Cause they kind of cop there or something. Yeah. My stepfather said no. Um, so then the other guy called him on, on the other, on another block somewhere and shot him through the car. And my stepfather actually drove himself to the hospital, crashed in front of temple university hospital. <laughs> and, uh, somehow, somehow this motherfucker lived, <laughs> but he was, yeah, he was paralyzed though for the rest of his life. Um, but so like Jesus. so that kind of messed up like everything and anything yeah. that I had productive going into high school because like I haven't I, like so like so he was up in the hospital in Temple for yeah. probably that whole year I think right yeah. that whole year he was there my mother stayed up there with him so like I literally had a house by myself for a whole year going into my freshman year I missed 180 days of school my freshman year I just didn't go I just wasn't going that's like every day yeah Yeah. like dude I think it's like 200 days of school you know I was throwing so many parties at one point um this is a crazy story but we got to get this in uh, so I had a party It was and then a Wednesday night and it was like a Thursday morning apparently there was a guy in my house he made a phone call to somebody's house that was tapped because some guy got out of jail or somewhere escaped jail somehow but anyway so they fought they traced that back to my house the next morning i'm like cleaning up there's like beer bottles everywhere all kinds of paraphernalia all over the place right next thing i know i see like 10 state trooper cars fly behind my house right and i live in this like development where we're all pretty close in the cul-de-sac they're flying i'm like man imagine if that was for here Next thing I know, I look in the front of my house and they're all lined up in front of my house. They kick my door down, slam me down on the ground. Um, the state trooper, he's actually super nice because I was like, dude, I don't know anything. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. You're like, dude, like, I'm no, 14. <laughs> I Yeah, I was like, I have no clue what you're talking about like, at all. Like, there was literally yeah. 15 cops in my house. And they're like, yeah, it looks like he has no, no clue what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, he's also a minor. I had no clue. Yeah, I had no clue. So that was the end of my party. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that kind of messed up my whole freshman year. I didn't play any sports that year. So uh, well, sophomore wait, wait, year. Wait, 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 hold on. What? So you're like 14, 15 years old, right? And you're throwing yeah. these ragers 
Where Rages, like, yeah, all the older kids loved me because they had a house to sleep in class for a while. <laughs> yeah, but like you're, but then also like, is there like old, like older people that are that were convicted, like you know, convicted felons were showing up at these parties? And they so were, no, they like, must so have been like this one kid, right? Made where, a phone yeah, call. This, this yeah. one kid was seventeen. He was looking for something for drugs, probably cocaine or something like that. Yeah. So he made a phone call from my house, calling this dude's girlfriend. Right. Uh, this dude just had been like apparently got like I guess he escaped from jail. And so the girlfriend's line was tapped. <laughs> it's oh crazy. wow. So they yeah. th- then they thought the escaped convict was at your place. Yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So okay. So you get done with this kid, this escaped felon at your crib. Yeah. Yeah, Not so they there. let me go. They uh, said yeah. sorry. They didn't even replace <laughs> my fucking screen door. I had to explain to my mother what happened. Yeah, yeah it was a whole fucking what did mess. You, what, did you tell her the truth? Like my yeah, mom, mom was a pushover. Yeah, my mom yeah. was a pushover. Like she was, she had her own shit going on. So she basically let me she probably do whatever the fuck I want. In, yeah, internalized was, and yeah. yeah, that too. And like she, she still had, she was still struggling with her her demons wow. as well. You know, so like oh, trying to raise a teenage kid, and she had three other kids, real young too. Yeah, um, that lived with us too. You know, so she had to deal with them. And yeah. I wasn't no fucking help. I mean, I babysitted what I did, but like, yeah, honestly, I was, I had so much freedom. It, 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 uh, it hung me, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Hung you yourself on your own rope. Yeah. All right. So you explained to your mom that you had a rager that had a fucking, yeah, yeah. you know, an, an escaped con. And they yeah, so the cops the somehow contacted her, but she like was so fucked. I think she was so fucked up, probably on pills or something. She probably didn't even realize what they were talking about. Yeah, she came home. She only when she came home. It's not like she stayed home. She came home to see what the hell happened. Yeah. I explained to her. She's like, "What the fuck?" And then she left again. She's, <laughs> she's basically again. she's staying at Temple with your stepfather because he's yes paralyzed. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yep. Yeah. So she's learning how to, he's learning yeah. how to eat and shit and like <sighs> you know do shit. You know. Yep. Yeah, she's Bro. two hours away at all times. Yeah, Bro. yes, yep. Damn, man. That's and back crazy. then. So I don't even think cell phone. Yeah, we didn't have no cell phone back then. No cell phones. We were Fuck landline. No. I wasn't yeah. answering that fucking phone. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck no, dude. So, all right. So let's keep it moving then. So the next year, sophomore year, right? Yeah. You, you. So like, so like. So like we say sophomore year, but I have to tell you, like I never really got back by my freshman year. Like I just kept failing that same grade over and over again. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll, we'll just call it for time purposes. Uh, um, yeah, my sophomore year, um, I, I try out for the basketball team, you know, and I, I thought I was killing it. I was out hustling everybody. And, yeah. and like I said, the politics got me again. So so the, I got cut. Right. And then uh, my buddy's like, dude, just wrestle, bro. Just do it. Like, we were, like, always messing around anyway. You yeah. Know I mean? Like, I yeah. knew kind of what I was doing. Like, yeah. WWE I never really was on stopped. Top of the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never stopped. Like, we would lay the mattress down. We'd beat the crap out of each other, you know? Like, we were Everyone's somewhat grappling. Like, we yeah. didn't know what we were doing. But yeah. but I said, fuck it. Let's, you know what? I'll do it, you know? And so I go out for the wrestling team. Um, nobody was out of my weight. So so I had, so nice. I was uh, I started at 152. Um, nice. I went, I went six and 16. <laughs> I, got, I got, I got smashed. Um, so I didn't like losing like at all. So, um, the following year, the summer, the following year. Okay. Um, my, my, the one, one of my coaches was a Easton, like four timer or three timer, okay. uh, state champ. He was, um, Kurt Angle's roommate in college. Ooh, um, damn. yeah. Like, yeah, this guy, 
this guy was unbelievable. And he was like, kind of like me, like, like young Hispanic guy, you know, whatever. I think he was black, actually light skinned black, but, um, but he moved like, dude, he moved the way he moved, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the way he, how agile was his, 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 his low leg single was ridiculous. Yeah. So what he did was he worked with me all summer on his own time. And thinking about thinking back to that now, I mean, like the guy couldn't have been more than 24 years old at the time. And this kid, this guy, that, like he's still a kid like yeah. you know me thinking back then this is an adult this is an old man he's 20 yeah. you know i didn't even know his age you know that was yeah. you know he's older than me that's all i knew but now <laughs> yeah. i think about it you know this guy he dedicated a summer you know just working on my technique and and literally the guy taught me like and i was fast man i was fast and athletic you know he all he would say to me bro speed kills speed kills speed kills speed kills he taught me three shot two shots that's all I did. I did a low leg single, fake one side, low leg single, made it a scrap, let the guy up because I sucked at mat wrestling, yeah. let the guy up. But that, that that sophomore year, I ended up having like 25, 28 wins or something like that. Damn. Like 28 and like 10 or something. something. And I was ranked like on the, the you know, they did the, the newspaper. Local. Yeah, yeah. Like I was ranked and shit. I was like, yeah, I was like, yo, ma. I'm in a newspaper. <laughs> I can't believe it, dude. I can't believe it. Like, I don't give a, a shit. Your, your yeah, dad's still shitting in a bag, you fucker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they like, uh, there was no support there whatsoever. Like, yeah. I was hype. I was in a newspaper. It was Fuck crazy. yeah, man. It's I was like, I'm in a paper? What the fuck? You should fuck? be that's fucking hype. hype. Yeah. Dude, that's not an easy uh, feat, especially it's, it's crazy. here. Like this is a tough yeah, area to wrestle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PA at one fifty two, one of the most competitive, That's one of the great. most competitive weight classes in the state. You know, yeah, one forty five, one fifty two. Those middleweights, they fly. Yeah, man, Big they time. fly. You know. Yeah, and you're wrestling but, um, like you're like that. That's like. Those are like, you know, because sometimes you'll get a big, strong kid at the heavier weights and they can do well. Yeah. But if you're in the middle weights, you have to be strong, fast, and you do have to have yes. good technique. You have to have yeah. it all. Yeah. You can't just yeah. be heavy in one and light in the yeah. other. Yeah. Like, nah. you can get away yeah. with it, yeah, in other areas. But yeah. in this, you have to have Actually it all. just followed – yeah, those guys, uh, you know, my, my weight class was like Derek Zink, Rocky Mantella, yeah. um Zach, Zach Fryling, yeah. Ryan, Ryan Garner. Yeah, yeah, Zach. Zach, I think he beat me in sectionals when he was a freshman. I believe it was my probably, I want to say my junior year, because I followed him and another gentleman. Yeah, my, my junior year. <laughs> yeah. uh, I followed him and another gentleman. It might have been Ryan Garner. I, I don't remember, but I followed him to through yeah. to, to regionals. I followed him and then I got, you know, I, I got spanked pretty good at regionals. Hey, man, still making it to regionals. But, a yeah. fucking, dude. It's a tough, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's tough, yeah. man. People don't realize, like, there's thousands of kids I also had, like, 200 wrestle. takedowns in the season. <laughs> that's, like, that's fucking, I mean, that's even more impressive when you were oh, taking shit. them down, letting them up, you know what I mean? No. Also, when speed you were, kills, like, speed yeah. kills. Also, like, you're, con- like, what were you doing for conditioning? And what were you doing for, like, just So, like, practice? nothing. Like, I was just, like, our, our practice is, like, as you know, North Penn, I mean, yeah, you know, wrestling practice when you're a kid, man, there's no, the room's 110 degrees. Yeah. You're, you're getting your rounds, you're drilling for an hour, you know, you're doing your road work. We were meeting at seven o'clock in the morning for road work. Yeah. Um, And I was still like partying and, yeah you know i was overweight every every match i was overweight much like my my mma career <laughs> every day every match i had five pounds to lose the day of yeah. um yeah that was like a part of the ritual you know i had to sweat yeah. that out before a match otherwise i wasn't moving right 
Yeah. Yeah. You need to feel light on your <laughs> like, feet. I'm like man. eating a cookie at lunch. My, my buddy's like, what the fuck are you doing? dude? You gotta <laughs> I'm like, I'll check it after lunch and I'll figure it out. You know, yeah, spitting yeah. in a cup all afternoon. You know? Yeah, so, yeah <laughs> man. I mean, yeah. Dude, like also looking back on it, like when we were cut, like, dude, I was still cutting weight like that in like 2012, right? Like, <laughs> dude, like plastic suits and not eating mm-hmm. and like just yeah, the yeah. worst, the, the worst, worst way possible. Oh, yeah. Nobody awful. was there. We didn't have a nutritionist, you know, like oh. we didn't fucking know. Dude, like, and you're people, a wrestler. You put yeah. the trash bag on, you run. That's what you dude, did. The, and the people. Now you got a nutritionist to tell you how yeah. to do it easy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they're, they're telling you to eat five times a day, you know, and you're like, well, yeah, what the uh, fuck is this? But dude, yeah. no, your parents like, don't give a fuck. They're going to no. feed you whatever, you know? Yeah, dude. Plus, too, like, like, like the people that were in charge of us at the time are telling us, throw the, throw the fucking plastics on, go for a run. Yeah. Don't yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Know. Especially my my one coach that told me speed kills, you know, it's a clarion freaking. He, he was a monster on the mats. You know, he was losing all that weight, no. too, the wrong way, you know, Never. Just like it was like the history of the sport just passed down. So, yeah, yeah. all right. So let's keep it going. So honestly, I'll tell you, I, I'll, and I think we said this in our pre-show, is that that coach cutting you from the basketball team yes. probably yeah. did you the biggest favor in your whole life, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. you know, even though it was a fucking political bullshit move or whatever, him cutting mm-hmm. you, like, that's, dude, that saved your life in a sense. He, and we're he, he actually said that. He actually said that to me, like, a, like a year or two down. Like, once, like, I saw I had a winning record. He's like, "Man, I should have cut you earlier." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Asshole. I'm sure, the basketball. I mean, the basketball. I team still play was, ball. I would, and I yeah. like whenever you know there was an open room or something like that. I would go in there and just tear those guys up. Yeah. And I ain't passing shit. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 you can get the fucking rebound man yeah yeah, yeah. I, I heard i heard i saw this thing where kobe would told a story i think i forget i, I guess Shaq was on the team when he was well, i don't know he was like a rookie or something i forget who was the center i don't think i don't know if Shaq was there yet but it could have been but either way he's like they'd go to a huddle and the center was like hey man i'm open pass me the ball and this is kobe's a rookie in the nba and and Kobe's, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, and Kobe's like, yeah, all right, all right. And then, him, right? Yeah. And then the center came back and he's like, dude, I'm open. Like, let me, like, give me the ball. And Kobe's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the third time the center's like, dude, I'm fucking open. What's going on? And Kobe just tells him like, then catch my fucking rebound then. Cause I'm not fucking passing. <laughs> yeah. Get the rebound then. Yeah. I That's was like, fuck shit. it. I was like, I fucking love, like, you know, it's, he's like, it is a dick move, but in, in my mind, I'm like, that's fucking great. That's that, yeah. That was that, that mindset. Hey, that's the Mamba, right? That's the Mamba. Yep, that's the Mamba. So, all right. So when did you end up transferring schools? Where did you, where did you get the 28 wins at? Which school? Was it Quakertown? Or Quakertown. Yeah. Okay. Quakertown. Yeah. Quakertown. So like, uh, so I had two, two decent seasons at Quakertown and then, um, so I was a sophomore, junior or whatever. And yeah. then, um, were you legit only showing up to school during wrestling season? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Like I would get my grades up just in time for wrestling season. Yeah. Otherwise, I was ineligible half the time. So, yeah. okay, so I lied. So I forgot my 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 first year of wrestling was actually my sophomore year, right? That was my shitty year. Okay, then my junior year, I came back had twenty eight wins. Yeah. And that next season, going into that next season, I was getting all kinds of oh, so. At that point, my mom and my my stepfather were back in the house. And yeah. I was I was like once wrestling was over, I was a fucking mess. I was doing 
anything and everything to try to to uh, impress kids that you know could give a fuck about me. You know, I was yeah. wanted, I was trying to fit in with like all the cool yeah. and bad kids. You know, yeah. so I would try yeah. to you know one up everybody. You know, like yeah. oh my, he's crazy, right? But you know, you know, just a bunch of stupid kid shit. You know, yeah. Um, I wasted a ton of energy on negative negative things uh, that, did that, it, that time in my age, right? Yeah. yeah. So so I forget what happened. I had a pit bull. Um, I, and I was supposed to be grounded or something. And this was go- the summer going into my senior year, but really yeah. it was still like my, my sophomore, freshman year, whatever. Yeah. And um, supposed to be grounded for some shit I did. I was like, and I used to do this move where I would, we had basketball courts in, in my neighborhood and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to take the dog for a walk. Really. I was getting all my boys together so we can run a couple of full court games real quick. Yeah. And I would just tie my dog up to the fence. My dog was super aggressive. So I would tell everybody, don't fucking go near my dog. Yeah, don't, yeah. Talk, don't touch my dog. He only listens to me as the pit bull. Like I haven't yeah. trained, you know, you don't like people. Yeah. Everybody knew <laughs> this one random dude comes, he goes to pet my dog. My dog bites me. I'm like, fuck. So I grabbed my dog. I ran home. Um, Dude's looking for my fucking house, whatever. Found my house. He just, he's knocking on the door. My mom answers, you know, she told him, he tells her what happened, whatever, right? So my mother comes over and starts to lecture me and shit. I'm like, now you're going to lecture me? Now, now you want to lecture me? You let yeah. me do whatever the fuck I want yeah. all the time. Now you want to lecture me? So I freaked out, right? And then I was like, you know what? I'm out of here. And I was 16, 17, I think 16 or 17. And um, so I left. I just left. And, uh, and I left. Yeah. So I was staying with some friends' house going into that whole summer. I stayed with a couple friends' house. Um, they kept their parents kept me off the street. Yeah. And um, so school starts up, Quaker Town, you know. Um, my parents are still trying to get me back in the house. Um, um I was getting in trouble. So the principal's like, listen, like if this keeps up, you know, we're gonna have to get the authorities involved because like you're living there, you're over here. You're not emancipated, blah, blah, blah. And I said, emancipate? What does that mean? He told me what that meant. So eventually, eventually, I ended up getting emancipated. When I was 17 years old, I got emancipated. Damn. So I didn't have to uh, go back to my parents' house. So I got emancipated, right? And, and I, this chick I was dating at the time, um, her parents took me in, okay? They lived in Satterton. They took me in. God bless them. Um, Dude. Me and the girl were going. We weren't. We weren't going anywhere. But like yeah. at the time, you know, you think you are. You know, yeah, 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 16, yeah. 17, Like, yeah, yeah. That that's the one. No, nah, the parents like they but, better uh, marry this fucking. Kid. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so the, the the mother, she like she was literally my guardian angel. She she fed me. She clothed me. She made sure you know I was good and taken care of. You yeah. know, yeah. so Saturday, that's a good the, fucking the plan, woman. Man. Yeah, the, the plan was for me to transfer to Satterton once um, everything went through. But Satterton was like, nah, we've had problems with with emancipated kids. So I needed an actual somebody to sign like an affidavit for me and saying they would take responsibility for me. So the lady actually ended up doing that. She would sign the affidavit for me. So she was in charge of me. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Was yeah, she so like that- so I, I had like similar situations where. I would like rebel against authority figures that were fucking assholes, right? And like they like I never, yeah, I never, I'm an asshole. <laughs> like, like I was an asshole too. I was an asshole yeah, too. Man. But they were also fucking assholes. But if someone yeah. was nice, 
and like genuinely caring, I'd do whatever the fuck they asked. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure. Is that yeah, kind of sure. how it was uh, with this lady? So like a lot of times, yeah, she definitely would. She would. She was always like, she was my biggest. She came like me and the girl dated that 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 good season of wrestling I had. Yeah, we dated through there, and I that lady that was every at match. every one of my wrestling yeah. match. Everyone, yeah. she brought me food to that wrestling match. They're like, what the fuck is going on, this lady? Yeah. You know. But uh, she literally treated me like I was her son. She never had a kid, like a yeah. son. So I was her son. But so she nice took lady. care of me. Okay, so me. you're living with this lady, or you're so living with living, this family. Yeah, yeah. taking care of me, you know. Um, they enrolled me in a Saturn right before, like a month or two before wrestling starts. Uh, this old head there, was his name was Stan Smith. He was a, he's a great coach, you know. Um, yeah. He didn't like knuckleheads, which I was. Um, I kind of came in you know, being a regional qualifier thinking yeah. that, um, hot shit. yeah. Thinking that, you know, my spot was, it was there for me. You know, he made me wrestle off against four people that had no, <laughs> they had no business being on the same mat as me. Like I, yeah. I smoked him during the wrestle off, but he wanted to do it just, just to show me he's the boss. You know, yeah. I kind of thought my shit didn't stink. You know what yeah. I mean? So he put me through yeah. the ringer. Um, we kind of butt heads, you know, uh, at that time in my life, I think I was so volatile and my temper was so bad just for like the years of like, yeah, not having the proper guidance. And, and, um, yeah. so I, I would just, I would just snap, you know, I would just do shit that, that, and, and then regret it later, you know, like, why the fuck did I do that? It's like, I would like, I think I lost maybe one match. I only wrestled probably 15 matches that year or maybe 10 or 15 matches. I, I lost like two two of them like i was going like i was projected to like do pretty well in, in the yeah. upper you know whatever yeah. yeah um and i actually just quit like i threw a fit on the mat because like, i did a, i made a stupid move or something and i didn't listen to my coach and he flipped on me so i never showed back up and i regret that to this day i i wow. I, I remember going to school okay and they were threatening me to make me ineligible you know and 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 like i at first time in my life i didn't care like I, I just didn't care for some reason about wrestling. Yeah. And I, I think I was just, my head was too involved in just being elsewhere in the streets and, and trying yeah. to, you know, be the cool guy, you know, like I say that all the time. Don't be the fucking cool guys. The cool mm. guy don't get you nowhere later no. on. Cool all the cool guys I went to all the cool and popular guys I went to school with, they're not cool anymore. They're all drug no. addicts or they're yeah. in jail or, 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 or they work as, um, at Arby's or something, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're not that cool anymore. Yeah. You know, so, so, um, I just quit. Like, I remember going to, into school the one day and I did the, the, I call it the, um, the, uh, Jesse, uh, uncle Jesse from, uh, the full house. You remember <laughs> uncle Jesse from full house? Yeah, of yeah. course. What okay, did he do? So the, the, his, his move, his move was, you know, he asked his homeroom teacher or whatever, you go to the bathroom. He'd never show back up ever again. <laughs> and then eventually later on, so I did that, but eventually in the show later on, he goes back to night school and it's the same fucking teacher. Uh, <laughs> and the teacher goes, you want to go use the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but so I did the uncle Jesse. I left. I never went back, man. I just, yeah. I dropped out right then and there. I think I had just turned 18 and I was able to just fucking, sign myself out. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. like how much shit I was getting into, like the guidance counselors and shit. Yeah. They were kind of pushing me out the door. They're like, yeah. listen, you know, you're so behind, you know, like when you get, but, and honestly, by then, like I was probably 17, eight, going to, oh, I just turned 18. They're like, by the time you graduate, you're going to be like 22 years old. And I'm like, they fucking, they're, the fuck they're saying this to you. 
Yeah, they're, yeah, yep. ah. yeah. So yeah. they like they, they, they had no interest. They, they had no dude, they wanted to my, see you and, at McDonald's and, yeah. and Arby's. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. That, fuck yeah, them yeah, for sure. Fuck them, yeah. man. That's some so, fucking bullshit. So then you know I left. You know I got a little landscaping job, landscape at this company for a little bit. That didn't work out, um, or his company didn't work out actually. Yeah, uh, a bunch of my friends worked at this car wash, man. That we we would just party at. Like the owners were never there. We were just like we were just hanging out, bro. And so I was like, "Can I get a job?" <laughs> I got the job at the car wash. It was a car wash gas station, and um, you know I worked there for like a year or two, you know, uh, until I I, I I told you this in a pre thing, but I ended up stealing a bunch of money and. Yeah. And, and we had this we had this actually um, scam that we did in a car wash. So like whenever whenever somebody would come for the deluxe wash. Right. I would charge them in my computer or whatever. It wasn't even a computer. It was like a panel board. I would yeah. charge them for a regular wash. Right. But you know how when you get the uh, deluxe wash, like, oh, you get all the bells and whistles and the lights and shit. And yeah. They all yeah. Come out the wax, yeah. blah, 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 colorful yeah. soap, you know. Yeah. So what I could do is I ran to the back panel and just turned and flipped all the good shit on. I can manually do that. So if a um, if a car wash, a regular car wash, I think back then was five or six bucks, right? Yeah. And the the what's it called was like the deluxe, deluxe was like nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. I charge him for the six and pocket the rest. Yeah. <laughs> I was manually, at one point I made like a thousand dollars there one day. It was oh, ridiculous on fuck. top of my tips. And you're but, just uh, running back and forth like flip flip flip. Yeah, flip. just flipping fucking dip. Yep, yep. Yeah. I'd have to include the dry guys because the dry guys yeah. knew what I was doing, so I yeah. had to include them on it. It was a whole little hustle we had going on. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, uh, dude, so they that, eventually yeah. fucking caught me, and and uh, I, I actually I robbed a room in the back for a bunch of shit, you know, and yeah. they 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 caught me. They pressed charges. I admitted to everything. I actually even uh, whatever I stole. You know, because the cop, the cop kind of tricked, the, tricked. It was like me and this other dude. He kind of tricked us into telling him that we did it, right? Yeah. And it was obvious we did do it, but like yeah. he like didn't he know, it. like yeah. yeah. So he tricked us into saying we were fucking kids, right? Yeah. Um, he tricked us into saying we did it. Um, ended up getting put 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 on probation for the, for the day. I actually paid all the money back to the the car wash owner that I stole. Paid everything back. I apologize. You know, like told yeah. him, you know, gave him the fucking sad story. They didn't give yeah. a fuck. Yeah. They just wanted me away from their shit, you know. Yeah. I mean, which yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally understand, you know, fucking yeah. people money. I, I get yeah. mad at people who fuck with my money now. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. so, I, it's understandable. But, um, you're taking, you know, you know you're taking I mean? food off their table. I admit it yeah. to everything, you know. They put me on probation. Do you think, Mike, do you think like in, yeah. like that this was a possible like cry for help, you doing this stuff? Like in a way. Yeah, man, like yeah, I need I needed something. You yeah. know, I definitely needed like, something. Like you needed and, a and kick it turns in out the that wasn't and... yeah. and it turned out that wasn't bad enough like so like i I, you know i got put on probation like whatever probation (laughs) you know i didn't have to report you know like to nobody and stuff and like um eventually i uh like maybe a year or two down the road i eventually violated probation multiple times and i was like on the run run out of like i just didn't go to a bunch of i had a bunch of bench warrants out for my arrest yeah that i didn't know about whatever (laughs) so eventually they pulled me over driving i had no license they're like yeah you got 10 warrants out for your arrest i'm like oh fuck shit so they they you know they take me in they process me um they're like and it was like a friday or something so like you know judges don't work on the weekend you know so i had to sit uh, and I remember it was like winter time. Like they they put me in um, isolation because like when you get put into um, into a 
county prison yeah. you know you have to be in isolation for sort of make sure you don't have like a sickness or something you know yeah, whatever yeah, yeah um so i was in isolation for 24 hours i remember i had the worst chap lip ever like every time i spoke i was just pouring blood out of my mouth <laughs> it was so cold in the winter at that time yeah but, you know yeah. i had no chapstick i had yeah. to wait to like three days later to somebody put money on my commissary so I can get some fucking chapstick. My imagine my lips out by then, dude. Yeah, so I look yeah. like a crackhead. Yeah, that's what yeah. I looked like. I was smoking crack, but no. yeah. But uh, so I did like uh, I did like two or three weeks in there until like as soon as the judge saw me, he read through what I was on for, how many years I've done. He's like, "It's not. This is stupid. I'm. Uh, you're done." I'm like, yeah. "I'm done." He's like, "Yeah, you're done. Done. Like you're out of the system." I said, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so god bless me there like so like yeah. and honestly like why did he why did those, he end the probation he just was like this okay, is fucking so, enough so okay so like i was supposed to already be off for probation for that first thing right yeah then i got then i violated late in the probation but i got caught with like a half a gram of weed okay okay so I got put on probation again for that, extended my probation, right? Yeah. And that's eventually what, like, by then, that's really all I was on probation for was that half a gram of pot. So the judge stamped, read down and saw, wait, you're only, like, you violated because, but your original arrest was for a half a gram at yeah. a college three hours away from your house. This is yeah. stupid. And he, yeah. he fucking threw it away. Nice. He good. threw it away. That's what he so fucking, that yeah, was like, good. Yeah, that was like my, that was it babe. then, man. Like, so like, I, I got with this landscape company after that, you know, I worked yeah. there for like, probably, you know, the plan was like, oh, I'm going to work, you know, I'm going to get myself back in school. You know, I'm going to get my GED. I'm going to get myself back. I'm going to go back to wrestling. I yeah. need to fucking wrestle. That's what I need to do. You know? Yeah. yeah. And um, I didn't do that. No. <laughs> I got too complacent, still partying. And uh, I worked at this company for 13 years, man. They, they actually made me a, they made me a man. I became a man at that company. But yeah. in between there is when I eventually found um, to start train jujitsu and, 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 and started fighting MMA and stuff. All right. So you honestly, like, so you kind of get scared straight with the scared. whole. Yep. Yeah. So I then, ain't going back there. No, fuck <laughs> no, man. That's like, that's, and like, you're young too. Like you were yeah, fucking I was like, like, was L- it listening to all the Bucks guys County say or... hi to each other? Oh. No, actually, they they shipped me up to where I violated. So it was like out Shippensburg. Oh fuck, bro! <laughs> so you're out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Yeah, but a lot of people from Hazleton were coming down. So it was like majority like black people and Spanish kids there. Yeah, yeah, and they all knew each other by first name. No shit. So like they've yeah, been they're in like, the oh, system. you back? Oh, you back? Oh, yeah. you back? I'm like, holy fuck, this can't be me. Yeah, I cannot yeah. do this. Yeah. this. This cannot be me, dude. You see, some, when you're in those scenarios, you see some fucking people that you're like, these, like, there's some people that are just fucking either crazy or fucking stupid. Yeah, what was like, really crazy, like, because you know you got the center pod, right? Like yeah. outside of your your your, your dorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you got the, the center pod where we all watch TV, you play dominoes, you know, whatever, whatever, right? Yeah. So we're all watching TV one night, and this kid, the mugshot of this dude comes up saying that he was under investigation for murder. Do sit right next to me. I got up, fucking walked away. (laughs) 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 Apparently they were both crackheads. Right. And he, and like, and they were gay, I guess nothing against gay people, Whatever. but um, they were gay. And I guess like something happened. They went crazy and a dude strangled his boyfriend or whatever to death. Uh And he was in gen pop with me waiting to go see the, the judge to go to state. I was like, you put me in here with him? 
Jesus. Damn. Yeah, that was it for me, bro. That yeah. was it for me. Dude, like, you knew, like, even, like, the, you know, like, even this, like, you know, did they, they cuff you? Like, did you have the ankles and everything in the waist, the whole gimmick in the wagon? Oh, yeah, to, like, go, go the transfer. In. They were like, we know yeah. this is ridiculous because we know, because I was super cooperative, you know, I was like, you got me, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah, I'm here to do my shit and let's, yeah. let's, let's do let's this, go. you know? Yeah. I knew I wasn't going to get much, like, I knew I wasn't going to get much time, you know what I mean? Like, I knew it was going to be a stint for me, but I didn't realize how long it seemed to me while I was in there. Like, yeah. it honestly felt like I was in there for a year, you know? And, like, literally, it was, yeah. like, two, maybe three weeks. Yeah. And I was, like, contemplating, oh, like, my whole fucking life, bro. Yeah, dude. My whole life. We had uh, we had a former guest of the show, friend of the show, Eddie Rappo was on the show, and he got convicted of second-degree manslaughter. And wow. he ended up, yeah, he ended up doing several, several years. It was a total rapper, compl- brother. Uh, I don't wrestling. No, I yeah. know uh, he's from no, Connecticut. No. It's not uh, right here, but he, uh, he, yeah, he and like, and he regrets every second of it. And he talked about, you know, it is, dude, it's tough. Like, and you're yeah. in there for a short time. Yeah, and he was there. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, he, did, did, he, time. he did time. He did time. He did hard yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, in a state, yeah. in a federal, I couldn't, state, I couldn't yeah, imagine. Federal penitentiary. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, dude, I don't like, think I would survive. No, I'm and not. Like, I'm not cut for it. Yeah, dude. No, like, like you don't want to be cut for that, right? Like, nah. like fuck no. So, Actually, it seemed like some of those guys in there they wanted to. They be. get. I feel like. <laughs> I feel so like they, they get as like they get assimilated to like the three hots in the right. cot and like yeah, the structure yep, free food, and fuck yeah. Yep. But you for you sure. knew like you knew there was more to life than this. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also I had there, a lot of yeah. good people around me yet too. Like yeah. you know, in Satterton, I had a lot of. uh you know, positive and smart friends, you know, you like, wanted people to see. you. So see like, you. I've seen yeah. like, and I see like, people they come see from successful families being around yeah. friends that have families that were successful, I think really, really helped me too. like, I'm like, damn, I want that. You know what yeah. I mean? I, like, how do I, I don't get that, that piece of the American dream, right? That yeah. pie. Yeah, what they call it the American pie. Dude, hell fuck yeah. The American dream, yeah. brother. Yeah. The American dream. I need a piece of that. that you know? We all want it, man. And you fucking honestly, and you everyone deserves it. Everyone deserves yeah. to get a shot at that. And I and I firmly believe that. So all right. So let's keep it going. So you're yeah, you're you're doing the like, so you fucking you fucked up. You get you do your, yeah. your bid, you get out, right? And you're like, look, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna do my job and like put my head down, work, yo. Like, cause I'll tell you this, I bet there was times where like you wanted to fuck off, but then you remember like what the inside of that smells like, and you're like, I never broke the law again after after that. I was like, I can't do this, you know. I got with that landscape company; they took care of me. Um, He even actually the boss, my boss at this landscape company after I worked with him for a company, he actually fronted me all the money. I think I needed like six or $7,000 and, um, to get my license back and yeah. he fronted me all the money to get it back. And, um, I was grateful for him there, but I, I was yeah. like, I, I was like one of his first four employees yeah. and I helped him grow that company to probably 60 employees before yeah. I ended up, you know, before I ended up getting the opportunity to go into, into plumbing. Nice. All right. Well, that just shows your work yeah. ethic and your dedication and your willingness to be like a better person too. You know, yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah. And you're grateful. Stupid shit and drinking and stuff like that. But, but you like, weren't, he, knew he, yeah. he was dealing with a 21 year old. Like I was 21 at the time, 22. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, he had to like, deal with me. Like I didn't actually calm down until I was. I turned 25, 26. Era. That's when. I walked in a half field athletic club and signed the paper to fucking do jujitsu. So let's <laughs> talk about that then. So, you know, wrestling is something I feel that never leaves you. There's the saying wrestling training for yeah. the rest of your life. 
And like you do get the itch, right? Of like yeah, yeah. You, I you... still was wrestling throughout the years because my little brother came up through the Quakertown okay. program. Yeah, shout so out like your little I was brother. Still hopping, Edwin Gonzalez, yeah. So I was uh uh popping in and out of the Quakertown. Like, like the coach still loves me, so he would let me yeah. in the room, you know, on the DL right. and let me work with the kids. Right. So um, and he would say, You're <laughs> it's funny, this coach actually the reason why I left landscaping because of this coach. I, we were cutting. Like the we took care of the property at Quakertown. Okay. He saw me cutting the fucking grass and he said, Mike, I told you this would happen. And he looked me dead in my eyes. This is Kurt Hand, this is uh Kurt Handel from Quakertown, the head coach of Quakertown. The, 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 I remember this to the like he looked at me and said, I told you this would happen if you keep doing what the fuck you were doing, didn't I? And I like I literally when he said this to me, I started crying. Yeah, I walked away, I had goosebumps, and I said, yeah. Something's gotta something's got to change. Yeah. Something's got to change. I can't be landscaping for the rest of my fucking life making, you know, I was making decent money, but I was working 80 hours a week. Yeah. Making $20 an hour. You know, I was burned out. Yeah. Yeah. I was burned out, you know, and then, and then, you know, the opportunity came, I got a job with the, with the working company, plumbing company, became a mechanic there. Now I'm in the office living the dream. So let's get um, into that. Let's get into like some of your, like, so you were at, Let's do the jujitsu. We'll do some jujitsu. Then we'll get into the plumbing, yeah, 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 yeah. and then we'll get into the the gym yep. now. So, so you go to Riches, right? And like we had talked about, we alluded to earlier. When you go in there, even if you have some wrestling background, that might give you a little bit, but it don't go. It get it don't yeah, it give you so a little like, way, it but it don't give you a long me. way. Yeah. It was a bad day for me, actually. I went in there like I was. Uh, I kicked a couple of adults asses, right? Yeah. But they were like newer, newer people. And it was like an open mat I showed up for. Yeah. And then, and then they're like, oh, yo, roll with this kid. This is a little corny little kid, little white kid, Avery? 17, <laughs> maybe 16 years old. No, no, Avery was probably oh. 12 at the time. Okay. But um, um, it was Sean Fisher. Okay. And um, this kid beat the piss out of me. I was 25. I think I might've been even 26. Yeah. This kid beat the piss out. He tapped me probably 10 times in a round. Wow. I said, this is for me. I said, yeah. right. I was like, sign me up. Yeah. Like how do like, I need to learn that shit. That shit's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we were yeah. all UFC fans at that time. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? We were UFC yeah. fans. I was like, let me learn this shit. Yeah. Let me learn it. But and like it from then so, on, like you saw, like, I th- do you think like, and I, th- I see this a lot where it's like the challenge got you. Right. We're yeah, like, you're not yeah. like, you can't take being humbled like that. Like you need to like, no, dude, I'm the same way. It's hard, I'm the man. same it's way. Hard. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Right. You and need you, it. Like they say, leave the ego at the door, but I think you need some ego. Agreed. I think you need Agreed. a little ego to compete. You need some fucking you dog. Do. You, yeah. Yep, you need some yep, fucking yep. dog in you to want to do that. I yep, agree. Yep. And like, so you went in and you saw this kid did this to you. And so you're, and like, I, you know, and you know, this as an instructor and I, and I, this is what I think is that, eventually like you you start in the classes and do all that stuff and you learn and learn and grow and grow and grow until eventually yeah. you're becoming the instructor then yes. that's almost as harder because then you become what oh, everyone yeah. strives to be right yeah yeah, yeah. right then you like, have to learn how to translate what you're learning what you know and that's probably one of the most difficult things but actually the most rewarding things in jiu-jitsu is when you can actually show somebody something step by step tell them why this happens tell them yeah. when this is going to happen tell them this guy's going to do this because i've done this a million times and they've done this almost every time you know yeah. but you yeah. give them the why right yeah. and then and then they take off and you watch them do it and you're like shit yeah i did that yeah. <laughs> damn dude, i'm good dude the, the teaching is very rewarding like also like like jujitsu is forever evolving 
right? Like, yeah, always... it's, getting, it's crazy, and it's getting crazier, man. These kids are yeah. getting crazy out here. Oh, They're dude. doing all kinds of crazy shit. Like, imagine like when we were wrestling as opposed to wrestling now. It's almost like it's a totally different sport. Oh, where it's my like God. Yeah, so would, much more high these pace. Guys and, funk and, yeah. and the way they oh. fight out of takedowns. I would have oh, gave yeah. up a million takedowns by the time. Dude. The way these guys fight, fight takedowns to the oh, last yeah. second. Yeah. Dude, they're like in full splits, you know, fighting a takedown. I'm like, how dude, the fuck? Yeah. Dude, just it's getting awesome. a takedown now. Yeah. Is like Evolution awesome. evolution is, is, is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, That's why agreed. I still compete, you know? Just yeah. To just you know to preach what i preach what i uh teach you know and um and um dude you need you know, some competition keep evolving. yeah just keep evolving yeah. it keeps you straight too you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like you yep. need a little yeah dude so, sure. so you go to the gym right you're starting yeah. at the gym how long were you at the gym before you're like all right i want to take a fight actually well, like so so i did a a, a tournament a jiu-jitsu tournament and, and i did well in it i, I um i took second or third or something okay. um and it was even within the first two or three months and and then rich right away was like you want to fight because like you're wrestling this is like what really what is going to win you your fights and then and, and, yeah and and at that time uh um like striking you know the the, the amateur circuit favored the the heavier grappler back then you know yeah. you weren't allowed to strike on the ground you know yeah. there's no head kicks you know there's no knees to the face yeah. there's no elbows you know yeah. you just get punched you know but um if, if you're a good wrestler and learn to clinch you know drag them to the mat you know you, you win you know it was yeah. very easy just ride you know ride, wrestle fuck them the whole time yeah um so he had me fighting within the first five months of training uh, uh training jujitsu and mma yeah you know um i kind of wish i didn't fight at all and if i did fight i kind of wish i waited till i was a purple like a high level purple belt or brown yeah. belt yeah I, I wish i waited to then because yeah. then you would then i might have been i yeah. wasn't well not only that at the time i wasn't as mature as i was until i was a purple or brown belt you know yeah. like in 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 in, in the fighting and jujitsu world like yeah. I, and and like in life i wasn't I wasn't mature at all. You know? <laughs> I was still partying. You know, we'd be going to fights. You know, I'm six pounds underweight. I got yeah. weighing in three hours. Um, I, I I fucking kill it. I make the weight. I go eat a fucking cheesesteak on the boardwalk outside of the Tropicana, and then I go fight and shit the bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I win. I win rounds one and two. Shit the bed three. <laughs> dude, dude. How many times has it been like? Like I like I completely agree with you because dude, I remember packing like I, I remember the one fight we had in Jersey. I ate a whole box of crustables after weighing. Yeah. And I think yeah. you said something like, dude, that's a fucking mistake. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, well, it's a mistake and, I'm and making. Me telling you it's a mistake while I'm running fucking back and forth trying to lose five pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you which you would which you would make, by the way. Yeah, I did you, wait, you yeah. did make it within right? an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but we were luckily like, it was 105 that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. That was yeah, but no, like, but it's the thing is like. And like I remember being like, dude, I'm just like fucking lethargic. Like you had no snap. Yeah, you don't anything. move. Yeah, you don't yeah. move. Yeah. yeah, I had I had snap because I probably had some kind of coffee or something in the first round or two, and then yeah. all of a sudden, whoosh, adrenaline oh. dump. Big time, folks. Adrenaline time. dump. Then this fucking guy looks like a rock star yeah. <laughs> after I mauled him for two rounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I that's remember. how it goes. You win and you learn, I guess. Yeah, it's all but like, but that was part of like, like you're saying, like you needed maturity to do that. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. MMA is a different ball game. Yeah, you, like to get game. to the levels that you we you know you want to be, you do need to yeah. be mature and take it serious. Yeah. You can't just show up and you can't be drinking yeah. while in camp and and partying. Nah, and and yeah. I was doing all that. Yeah, yeah. Do that. And I think I was even even sociably smoking at that time when I drank. Yeah. <laughs> I might have been smoking a cigarette too, like yeah. an asshole. Yeah, who knows? And like, and put, like, and like, you know, like you, you like, uh, you, you, like I remember, like I would miss training sessions sometimes too, like. And then you had the hound dog on you. (laughs) It would fuck. Oh, bro. If you didn't show up, fuck. Like, I did it like one time and I'm like, Jesus, Karen, please. (laughs) Like, like, don't send anyone to my house. Sorry, I won't do it again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Do it again. And then it happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, eventually, I was just like, I can't fight no more. I'm not fighting no more. Same. I, dude, I I got, there's a scenario for me that I had gotten scared straight with like fighting and stuff. Like, so when I was boxing with Harry, there was yeah, that, yeah, that's not even fun. I'm yeah. pretty sure I walked away with concussions after sparring with Harry. Oh, bro, the worst. But like, I remember I was cornering, cornering for him for a fight down at Greensburg Salem that he was like, yeah. he was like one of the top on the card. And you know, it was cool being there cornering. But then I saw the guys that were lifers in the boxing game, and like, dude, yeah. they're, they're fucking gone. Came and fucking oh, talk, dude, right? Their legs are yeah. shot. They're fucking yeah. mumbling. Yeah, like, not, oh, they're done. And like I saw not, that, and I was not like, for it's me, not for yeah. me. I, like CTE, I, bro. Dude, and like CTE ran and, all over it. Yeah, and we had already. I like I think in, I I think you had this too, where like there were times where I would see like I would see like things start to happen. Like I would feel like like stuff with my head and stuff with my eyes and stuff. Oh where I'm yeah, like, you yeah. know, yeah. like especially I'm like, back then when we started, we didn't wear any fucking headgear no. while we were sparring. No. Steve Cabot. What do you guys call them? Uh, strong stem. Strong stems. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we started at the same time. You might have had a couple months on me before that, right? Yeah. As soon as we got ready for a fight, we were getting a ring on a Friday night, right? Spar, no headgear, MMA gloves, right? Uh. He takes a knee to the head, gets a cut, Harry Potter fucking cut <laughs> all the way down his head. Right? He's out for a month or so, right? But he was like, <laughs> I mean, he was partying. It's a shame. Yeah, it, no, yeah, me. Oh. We were doing the same shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cabot's a stud. We weren't mature enough for. Yeah, we weren't mature enough for that shit. Yeah. No, no. And it's a shame too, because like looking yeah. back on it, we did have like great instructors, a great facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I definitely could have. Like, I, like I said, if I would have waited till I was a purple or brown belt, because I, I was a monster purple brown belt. Yeah. Like those are some of my best grappling days. Yeah. You know. um, I, I would have killed people uh, definitely in MMA, especially like amateur to get ready. Yeah, I would have killed them. Take them down and fucking kid. sub yeah. them. See I would have subbed them. Yeah. 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 Nobody what? ever I fought against had jujitsu or wrestling as high as I did I in agree. MMA. Yeah, I would so agree. MMA. I would agree with that. So, okay. So let's keep moving then. So then, uh, so you would, after like the MMA stuff was done, you would still compete yeah. very high level in jujitsu. Yeah. So, yep, yep. so let's talk. I about made that. the most progress as soon as I stopped fighting MMA. Yeah, I made the most could, progress in jujitsu before I, right when I stopped, it was yeah. night and day. Because it was like, night and day. Well, the thing is, like, people don't realize this, right? When we're when you're training for an MMA fight, you're doing you have to do your stand up yep. with you your kickboxing and, and boxing. You have to do your takedown game, which is wrestling, right? right? And some people do judo, but we would do wrestling. Then you have to do your ground game, which is Brazilian jiu jitsu, and that's yeah. just all your technique work. And I didn't mention your it. conditioning. And oh. if you don't enjoy it you're half-assing it like i didn't yeah. enjoy the striking aspect i didn't know i just wanted to i just wanted to grapple how and i should have took the signs from there i should have just dude, stopped 
while yeah. I was ahead, you know. And how fucking burned out you it, we would get so fucking burned out, man. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, our practice was probably a little more like should have been stretched out to like a two day practice than yeah. all that in one day, but whatever. Yeah, we're, we're was, hey, we didn't know. Like, who the fuck? Like, yeah, also, yeah, yeah. we want like, hey, hard we work. Signed, that's all we, we did. We, yeah. we we signed up for a brother, and we showed up ready yeah, yeah, to go. Yeah, so yeah. that's you know, yeah, that's no it. Yeah, yeah. But so yeah, for okay, sure. So let's talk about this then. I want to get into your the grappling league. So what what is it? Yeah. What were you doing? How did you find out about it? Everything like that. Let me have it. Um. So there's been multiple shows like coming yeah. up. There was actually this one show called PGL coming up. That was probably one of the first like pro. Uh, pro and like when I when I say pro I, I lose that I, I, I use that term lightly because I still consider myself a hobbyist I've always considered myself a hobbyist because right. I don't train jujitsu full-time and, and it never it never paid any of my bills like have I made money off of winning jujitsu yes but yeah. not in the right home it's like much like MMA and UFC the way Dana White trapezes these guys like we weren't making money you know yeah I so will- like when these shows started coming up like we're like yeah. hey let's do this you know but there's but like the way jujitsu is, it's very underground-y, where like if yeah. you follow jujitsu, it's almost like you follow this underground sport. So yeah, there's like so that's how high profile jujitsu guys that are like yeah. they're fucking mega stars in the jujitsu yeah. world. And that's where you were at. You know? Yeah, so like so like I, I like so like if there was like a, a listing, okay. I don't wanna I don't wanna confuse the like the listeners because like mind you, like I trained and and competed against some of the best guys in the world. Okay. Like I didn't always win. Like, and I probably won more in the room than I did out there, but like who knows what happened out in the in the in the uh like a live situation, like a, a real uh a match or whatever. But like yeah. I was still working um, you know, early in my jujitsu career, I was landscaping still. So like I was still working 60, 70 hours a week and going yeah. to get my training in. Yeah. And um and uh, training maybe three to four days a week and still coming up close to these guys that train full time. Yeah. Like, and, 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 but I still never considered myself a, a professional, you know, even though I, I was on a professional events for sure, but like yeah. it all started with this one little uh, 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 promotion called the professional grappling league They're, they, they, and people don't give this league enough credit as they do. Cause they like literally had the idea they just didn't have the funds. They didn't have, you know, they didn't have anything, you know, they literally were renting uh, high school gyms out, you know? Yeah. And they, 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 but they made a, they made an avenue for us. You know, those guys, like if you guys are familiar with anybody listening, you know, familiar with guys like Gary Tone and Gordon, Gordon Ryan, these, those, yeah. those two names right there are at the top of the, like the food chain right now. And yeah. like, we all came up together, you know, yeah. those guys, like uh, Gary's uh, fighting for the championship, the one championship in MMA in, in Japan. And Gordon, he's arguably pound for pound the best grappler to ever live right now. Like yeah. he, he's ridiculous. But yeah. um, so that show put everything on. And then all these other shows started coming. Once that show left, you know, all the people with money started getting involved. They're like, yeah. They and they saw, took it and they yeah. made their twist, you know, their twist, you know. And then um, Eddie Bravo um, is a famous uh, jujitsu practitioner. Um, yeah. He ended up, making the best show called EBI at the time. Okay. And I, I was uh, fortunate enough, you know, I did, I did really well on the local scene, you know, but I, like, I was always the guy that like, I'll get to the promised land, but then like I'll choke, you know, or, or I was just under trained and, and those guys were just way better than me. But like, 
I got there, you know. So he invited me out to his, one of his, his uh, EBI three. Don't um, sell, Dave. Don't sell yourself short, bro. You're like Yeah, no. To to do what you've done, it takes a lot of skill and a lot of work, and you should be very proud of it, man. And you yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, you know, I'm like there's a reason you fucking done. have made it there. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm lucky enough to get it to get where I I've gotten and uh, be a part of the things I've been a part of. Uh, um, with the lack of training that I actually do and have, you know, but like, I feel like teaching makes me better too, just as much Agreed. as training the jujitsu, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, and jujitsu is always on my mind. I'm always shitting in YouTube and, you know, like, you know, yeah. it's always on my mind. Of course. So, it's a passion. you know, Eddie Bravo dropped, dropped these and then they started giving money. Like the, the, the winners would get like 20 K, you know, or, or shows like fight to win come around and, uh, and you make money on the, you know, your ticket sell as well as uh, winning. Yeah. Um, and, and these guys are really putting jujitsu on the map. Flow grappling right now is doing amazing things with, with these professional shows. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually like, I haven't competed in two years, but I'm coming out of retirement in December and I'm a part of a, a, a bracket of some of the top 10 or like, there's going to be a couple top 10 guys in this bracket. Like, yeah. I got no grand illusions of, of like um, coming out and stopping the top guys in the fucking world. But like, uh, if Dude, these guys, the sleep fact on that me, you're there, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If these guys sleep on me, like people know, like if you sleep on me, you're gonna have you're gonna have a bad night. You're gonna yeah. have a bad night, and I'm coming. Like these guys, like also, they, they you're fight. These guys are good. Man. They're young. They're good. They're fr- but like I'm hungry. Like I want to yeah. eat somebody, and, and yeah. like and like I don't think these guys have been like like. I just don't think they've mentally been where I've been. Like, and yeah. I, everybody has their sad story, you know, my, my mom, my dad, I got issues, blah, 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 blah. But like, yeah. but like, like I, like when I compete, like people are like, why are you so angry when you can't? was like, I'm not angry. It's just that like, it's everything I'm, coming I'm, out. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Like I'm like, I don't think you guys understand. Like when I, I picture, I look across the room, I'm like, and I see my, like the old me, right. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I, I say. Oh, I'm gonna fuck this guy up. Yeah. That's why I'm so angry. Cause I feel like this, that's how I picture. I'm like the old me's trying to come back, right? Yeah. The, the unproductive, the 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 um, you know, the 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 guy who did time. Well, not time. The guy who was in jail for yeah. a little bit. You yeah, know, the yeah. Drugs, the alcohol. You know, the womanizer, whatever. Like that guy's trying to come back. You know, so I, that's who I'm fighting out there when I go compete. Yeah. And and I don't think those guys take it take take their mind into that into that uh into that area you know where you know I mean, it's just not, all not like i compete not, with passion yeah that's what not, I did. That's they can't do that passion. they can't yeah. do that though that's, they're just professional grapplers that's yeah. their job this is their yeah. job you know yeah. but like this is but your, it's gonna be fun you know i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna i'm gonna fight as hard as i can you know hope, hope maybe i'll knock out a, te- a top guy and, and take his spot on the top ranking Fuck you don't, hey, you don't know Hey. Any given Sunday, dude. Anything <laughs> can happen out there, bro. That's yes, the truth. So, okay, so let's keep it going. So we're almost getting to the top of time. So I want to talk about two things. One, how did you yes, get sir. into the plumbing and the position you're at now? And then after that, we're gonna really get into the gym itself. So, okay, the, yeah. So the plumbing, how did that work? How did that? Okay, start? so so it's going into my like 12th year of my the company I was at, Ron Lawn and Landscape. Okay, yeah. uh, and um. My, my best friend at the time, he was the best man at my wedding. He, he just got done. He was uh, in the military for years, you know, yeah. and uh, he finally decided to, to quit the military and a mutual friend of ours got him into a company, Worthing Company. And it's a, it's a pretty uh, big mechanical company in, here in PA. 
uh, we we build um you know like um like big hotels like we built Kalahari in in, in, in uh, the Poconos a big water park oh, so we shit. built the whole hotel and we did the whole water park you know I ran the pipe to the slides like <laughs> like it was crazy shit yeah 60 feet in the air like it was crazy but like so like anyway Scotty gets in my buddy Scotty gets in and he's like dude he asked me how much I was making I told him he's like dude I, we can get you two more dollars and they're gonna put three dollars in your your blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. so I'm like ah you know I'm super comfortable I run shit where I'm at you know what I mean but like there was I'm at a wall you know or a ceiling yeah. so I was like fuck yeah I talked to my wife she's my wife at the time no, she was not my wife at the time. She was my fiance at the time. Yeah. So this had all happened. We, we, we got a house. We got married. I got my black belt and I got a new job and I got married all in the same year. Jesus in, 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 2000, in 2016. So 2016, I got my black belt, married my wife, got a house. You got a new job. And, and got a new job, <laughs> a career. You're so, a busy yeah, motherfucker so, in 2016. Yeah. Did you have a kid yeah, that year so, too or what? No, a year afterwards we had my sons. So, well, you you um, made a kid that year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two, I think it was actually two years, but all yeah, right, we made right. a kid. Yeah, but um, so um, uh, so you transitioned to this new role. And, yeah, yeah, so okay. we got. I'm the bottom of the barrel again. I, I'm a first year apprenticeship. You yeah. know, um, they got me an apprenticeship it. early. I skipped a lot of lines, knowing some people. Nice, uh, but uh, they got me in there. So my whole thing was always be the best, uh, always be the best apprentice on the site, right? That was yeah. my thing, and yeah. that that will keep me busy, okay? Yeah. And and a lot of time, and I was an older apprentice at the time. I was 30 years old, 31 years old at this point, you know. Yeah. So um, so uh. I was, I was always the best apprentice on the site. So, Dude, and you knew you could outwork year, all of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They couldn't out, they couldn't work. Yeah. They yeah. were like, man, why you work so hard? I was like, dude, I'm just working regular right now. Yeah. This is easy work. I landscaped yeah. for years. It was way harder. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, so, um, we're building buildings and shit. Uh, I graduated, eventually graduated from the apprenticeship four years after I started, um, uh, worked a couple more years. So when you graduate from your apprenticeship, they, you become a mechanic, a plumbing mechanic, right? And uh, this is ground up uh, plumbing. This isn't, um, this is uh, construction, like commercial plumbing. This isn't uh, like yeah. Roto-Rooter. You know what I mean? Like I can't service your shit, but I can build shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but, can um, fucking put the, put the skeleton on the house. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, so I, I worked uh, as a mechanic for a couple more years, you know? And, and then finally I was just like, you know, and this just happened last February. Uh, and th- this happened like a couple months before that last February, I decided, I was like, man, I got, I can't be working out here in this field. This fucking weather Fuck sucks. No. I'm freezing. Yeah. You know, I'm sick of it. Yeah. Um, Getting older. So eventually I fucking, just, I just, yeah. I, I actually wanted to be a project manager at first, but like my buddy, he works in the office now and he's like, like kind of in charge of like, um, manpower and where people move to and shit like that. Yeah. And like, I, he's known me since I was a kid. And, and, and um, he's high up in our company. So I was like, what's out there for me then if you, if you don't think I should be a, a project manager, which is basically the, the head honcho of any job site, right? Yeah. And he's like, that's going to take too much time in your life again. You're going to be working 60, 70 hours again. Be an estimator. It's the easiest job in our company. And I said, fuck. He's like, yeah, it's like the weatherman. You go fuck up, you're gonna still have your job. So I said, All right, I guess I'm an estimator now. It took me a couple, it took me a couple months to actually get the position, but uh they eventually brought me in and I've been there since since last February. And I actually like I'm I'm thriving. Like this Thursday, 
uh, vendors are taking me out to the the Eagles game. Like it's crazy. Like, yeah, but bro, like, like this landscape. Or now I'm a, a big time business guy, <laughs> but, dude. Like it's even nuts, before that, like it's, look it's like crazy, you're yeah. a kid that had you're a kid that had made a mistake in high school. You know that yeah, you regret to this day. Yeah. You made a bunch yep. of mistakes that you know got you tied up in some bullshit. You were yeah. dealt kind of a bum yep. hand with like your parental supervision at times. But you fucking yep. know your worth. You know what you can do. You stuck. To yeah, I'm, I always like, worked with these hands, and, they, yeah. and they've always created a path for me. Yeah. And, and um and um, dude. But hard like, work and like school. Yeah. You don't need school. Like like I I do wish like a hundred percent. Like if I had to do it again, because like you don't have to make your life so hard. Like you just gotta listen in high school. Like in like school. Like you just gotta listen. Like just yeah. graduate high school at the minimum. You know yeah. like. And that'll probably change your life, you know, but yeah. like I do 100 percent regret like all the bad and all the negative energy that I that I I, I brought through those adolescent years because like yeah. it didn't have to be this hard. Like I didn't have to work this hard. Am I amazed? Yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah. I get goosebumps sometimes thinking of where I'm where I am now, you know. And, yeah. And like it wasn't it like I had a daughter uh, when I was like right before I started MMA with a with a girl. She's a good girl. Um yeah. It, it didn't work out with us like like we're good people now like but um but like so like that was like to start too, like becoming a father you know my daughter like my daughter can't do no wrong in my eyes right yeah. like and, and like that changed my life having my daughter and then and then on top of jujitsu and 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 then and my sons like later on that my wife and i you know yeah. we have our two beautiful sons now and um you know like i like, wouldn't change this life for a while but like but like, man, like, and, and you have to think too, like, what if I did make a different decision and listen, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be, I might not, I'd probably be in something else. I wouldn't have my kids then, you know? Yeah. So it's a weird, it's Dude, weird. Like, like I think I, I feel regret everything, but like yeah. every, every decision I've made in life yeah. led me to where I am now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's about how you handle your shit. Yeah. Like I tell my people, like my brothers and everything, they, they come yeah. to me and, and they ask me questions and this and that. And like, what'd you do? Like, I never like to give advice. Like, cause like, I feel like you can yeah, figure like, it out yourself. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm just going to tell you where I fucked up. I'm yeah. like, well, this actually, I got a story for you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, and they'll be like, Oh, and they'll learn what not to do. You know what I mean? Rather than me telling them what I'm like, listen, you're going to find your own path. No, no matter what I tell you to do, you're going to do what you're going to do. And yeah. I know because I, li I I did it. People were telling me shit for years that I should do. And I said, yes, 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 yeah. yes. Never did it. Right. Yeah. I always did. I did it my way. Like, yes yeah. or not. I did it my way. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And um, I tell them all the time, like, it's, it's all about how you handle your shit. Yeah. How, how are you going to handle under pressure when shit hits the fan? Yeah. Are you going to fold up? You're going to crawl back to drugs like our parents did. You're going to do yeah. this. You're going to do that. No. You know what? We're going to climb. There's yeah. only one way up for us. Yeah. Okay. You put your fucking head down, bite your teeth down on that mouthpiece and just and go. Do the just fucking go. work. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it's yeah, hard. Man. It's hard. But like, it's Dude, what you I, make of it, man. It, it's how you yeah. handle your shit. Yeah. And like, don't fucking like the quitting is the big thing. There's no yeah. fucking quitting. If you decide yep. to do something, you have to fucking do it. Yeah. There's I no quit too much early in life. I quit too much early Same. in life. Same. I quit too much. I could have been a stud wrestler. Yeah. You know, I could have been this. I could have been that. I quit. I quit yeah. on myself. Yeah. I quit. Dude. I'm not. And I, and you know, I tell myself all the time, don't be that quitter again. Fuck no. Don't yeah. be that quitter again. Hell running yeah, a man. business, running a jujitsu gym. This shit ain't fucking easy. Well, let's, right, so, COVID, COVID yeah. tried to take me out. Fuck yeah. They tried dude. to take me out. So let's try get, to take my business out. 
So let's get into that then, right? Yeah. So we're coming close to top of time, but I do want to spend a little time yeah. here on the business. So you you get like so you know you get your black belt. You're you're an instructor at Riches, like yep. we talked 2016, about. 2016. Yep. So, so 2016, the fucking year well, of Padilla. Fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you start. So it was this- 2000, 2014. I apologize. 2014. Okay. I got my black belt. Got married. Got my 2000. No, 2016. You're right. I got my yeah. black belt. No, no, 2014. Fuck. All right. It's 2014, 2016. I opened PDA BJJ. Okay. That's okay. when I opened up. All right. So, so 2016, you, I opened PDA BJJ. So initially, you were like splitting a gym with a buddy, and then you would get yeah. Your own space, so I was renting right? space. Yeah, and it didn't work. I was literally rolling my mats up every night. Yeah. To, and like his classes would run late and shit so that no. my classes were running it was a mess yeah. he's a good friend of mine but um got me he got me going he was the one yeah. who said i'll rent your space if you want to start your gym let's go yeah 400 bucks a month i'm like shit Fuck let's yeah go. let's go <laughs> it didn't work so i eventually rented out this uh this uh warehouse i was paying like 800 but it was fucking huge it was it was a dump no heat no air yeah. conditioner no nothing <laughs> yeah. you know and yeah. then um you know, a couple, I was there for like two years, you know, and then yeah. finally I got into the space we saw earlier. Yeah. Um, and we'll have some uh, video of that. We'll play it over this now. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful space, beautiful facility, man. You really yeah, did so, like, you know, we you really yeah, we, we came up. Yup. I got yeah. two bathrooms now. I bathroom, <laughs> oh, right? shit. Air conditioner. Oh, right? shit. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. You do, yo, I'll tell you, like, it is nice to have that stuff, but sometimes, like, when you want a fucking dog day, I, I made I made ass, the like, most progress. Let's say this: my guys made the most progress in that fucking in that uh in that ba- in that um warehouse that that warehouse section. Yeah, because yeah. there it was like hot you as fucking. Fuck. Yeah, when we you're got, there, you're they fucking were dogs. We work. were running competition class. I, I would oh. run them outside, bring them in. We roll. Oh. We yeah, oh. it was bad. Yeah, yep. and then in the winter, you're freezing. <laughs> oh. But dude, I'll tell you, you gotta roll yeah. hard to get hot. Yeah, but those, yeah that's the best shit tough, though. Man. Yeah, now we're bougie. Now we're bougie as fuck. Nah, you uh, still uh, still get it done. But so, dude, I'm fucking proud of you, man. Like the knowing knowing your story and like like you could have given up at any time. You could have gone down the same route that your parents did. You could have fucking made. You know, like you could be fucking in a ditch somewhere. You could be fucking, you know, still at that gas station and fucking yeah. up on dope and all that. Yeah, like, there's a lot jail. of yeah, yeah yep. in jail. Like there's a lot of mistakes you could have made. You know, you could, dude, you could have never come from New York and fucking, you know, like that <laughs> whole shit. Like who knows where you could? Yeah, have if been, I would have, right? if I would have stayed in New York, it would have been bad news for sure. I would have probably been a part of the Latin Kings or the Bloods yeah. or some shit. I yeah. forget what gang came in after I left, but yeah, or maybe they were already there and I was just too young to remember but like yeah. yeah it got bad for a lot of my friends over there a lot of them yeah. were just shot dead on, on in the projects you know and like and i hear this story i'm like fuck yeah. what if i was standing right next to them that's crazy that's crazy Oof. i think that, about that all the time yeah yeah but i'm dude. here but you're fucking here so you, like, Valley, you trust you trust your gut you fucking fought you know you 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 knew what you could do you knew your worth and you went out and got it man and no one gave it yep. to you you went out and fucking yeah. got it bro and yeah. couldn't had some my, help but nobody gave it to me yep. but you fucking you they gave you help because they knew you were willing to put in the work man. yeah yeah and like sure. you know sure. you you know my hat's off to you that's a fucking it takes a lot of courage and a lot of guts to do that and not a lot of people have that and or have the fortitude to to continue on that path and and go follow through with those goals and you did it, man. And my hat's off to you. And yes, I'm fucking sir. happy for you, pal. 
So we're Thank coming, you, sir. we're coming to the top of time before we got here. I want to say this again in the description of this episode, we'll have a link to the website for Padilla BJJ. We'll have the address of here. We'll have a link to all the socials in the description of this episode. Make sure you check it out. I've been contacted by people that like several people that listen to the show, like, cause we'll talk about Henzo's and things like that all the time. Yes, and they're sir. like, Oh, I want to get in there. I want to see what it's like. And it's been a bunch of people have contacted me and it's always yeah. the case. And you know how it is, but yeah, yeah, yeah. same thing, man. I dude, like, if you want to go to Padilla, any words, good words. Exactly. Dude, like any, Padilla's is just as good, if not better, man. And it's really, really great stuff. Really great rooms. You're going to get a lot of, a lot of good work there. And I highly recommend it for anybody. So, before we get out of here, Mike, is there anything you want to say to the listeners before we take off? Yeah, um, uh, I'd like to just give a shout out to my wife, you know, because, uh, you know, everybody always says, you know, like how, how, how crazy it is, how busy I am. But really, the hardest, per- the hardest worker I know is my wife. Um, she takes care of everything that is outside of my gym, which is everything. The kids, the 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 bills, the the house. She's she works harder than I ever will. So um thanks, my uh babe, and uh I love you. That's great, man. You know, you're you're absolutely right. None of this, none of this will work without, you know, behind every great man is an even better woman, I think. You know, <laughs> absolutely. You know, like she I can I see I saw the effect firsthand that she had on you. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah, she totally sure, changed sure. your life. So yeah, yep, big shout yep. out to your wife. Yep, she literally, she came, she came into my life. Literally, I was sleeping on a futon at a friend's house. Yeah. And literally, I had nothing. <laughs> she stayed yeah. with me. And that was probably 10 to 12 years ago. I had nothing to bring to the table. <laughs> and somehow, yeah. somehow she stuck around. <laughs> hey, man, you got that, you know, those uh, devil may care attitude and that bad boy good looks. That was going a long way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, awesome. Sure. Well, Good. Congratulations. Shout out to her. She's a great woman. And dude, thank yeah. Thank her for, you know, for doing every for you know being great and being a being a rider, man. You know, total. Yes, sir. That's it. Love it. Love it. So we're gonna also have the date for when you're at that competition. Also, my mantra. I love this saying. I learned it off of uh, a guy. He's actually a spin instructor on the Peloton app. <laughs> 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 Yo, all right, this what? fucking guy gets me pumped, dude. But right. he says uh, there's no struggle, or there's no progress without struggle. There is no progress without struggle. Remember That's that shit. That is the fucking yeah. truth, man. Nice. Well, this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by Justin Richardson, and our guest today was the one and only Mike Padilla. You can find all our content and all our stuff on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can have us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and join us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. Please subscribe so my wife stops giving me shit. And for the fucking algorithm, hit the like button so we can get more people on us. All right? Thanks for listening. Stick around for the ad read. Thanks. See you. Do you have a message or a story inside of you that you've been waiting to tell? Have you always dreamed of writing a book but are intimidated by the complexities of the book publishing world? Perhaps you want to use a book to launch your public speaking or consulting career. 
If so, please reach out to Scott and Bell Publishing, located right here in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Scott and Bell Publishing handle all genres and authors with all experience levels. Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors 100% creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.skotbell.com. That's www.s is in Sam, K is in Kite, O is in October, T is in Tom, B is in Boy, E is in Edward, L is in Larry, L is in Larry.com. That's Scott and Bell Publishing, where the authors go.